0: human brain is a rabbit with a greater strain of dna than a rabbit with a rabbit brain hello and welcome back to to see or not to see starring me aaron keith
1: me emily dwarf
0: and i'm michael norris and what do we got this week
1: this week i'm gonna talk to you about a little shop of horrors the 1986 version that I saw when I was a little child and I loved it very much. And then I got older and realized how actually dark this movie is, but it's so fun. It's a lot of
0: fun. That That
2: is, and it's a lot of dark too. It's fun. It is a lot of dark. It's a great it's time. A lot I didn't dark. know it was 86. I didn't even look anything up on this. So yeah. I didn't 86. realize it was 86. That's I cool.
1: think, is that the earliest 80s movie we've done so far? We've, we're pretty late 80s babies. Yeah. Literally, so far. and figuratively. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Little Shop of Horrors, horror horrors, was uh, It's described on Wikipedia as a horror black comedy musical, which is just a great combination of words.
0: It's a. It's a lot. It's a lot of things thrown together.
1: It's real fun. It's um a film adaptation of the 1982 um, off Broadway musical, which was itself based on um, a 1960 black comedy movie of the same name, um, which. There's obviously some similarities between the two, but I think they're both, their stories are are interesting and different enough that if you want to get a feel for both of them, you have to watch both of them. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah.
2: I've never seen the original one either. I'd it's like on to, YouTube. We should watch that yeah, sometime coming up here.
1: It's not a musical, but it's pretty it's pretty entertaining and weird. I'm not
2: interested then. It's oh, yeah. got Jack Nicholson. It does have oh, Jack Nicholson. Oh, I didn't know that either. I don't know much about them. Um.
1: Anyway, well, it's about a plant that eats people. Scary.
0: Spoilers. Spoilies. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, obviously. We've
0: never given a spoiler alert here. Yeah.
1: Well, if you're listening to this, you should probably. Yeah, you, you should know, know by
0: now. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. We're gonna be. We're just gonna talk around the movie. Well, we watched it, and some stuff happened, and then some other stuff happened. Can't but we don't want to spoil anything.
0: Yeah. So. Um, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna. You go ahead.
1: Okay. Um, it's directed by uh, Frank Oz, and the screenplay was by Howard Ashman, the um, writer of the screenplay for the uh, 1982 Off-Broadway musical. So they had him come in and write um, everything for the actual movie uh, version Ooh. of the yeah the Off-Broadway musical, which I think uh, worked pretty well because... It feels like a movie blended with a musical so well. Like it feels like a musical, but it feels like a movie. Like
2: musical tropes to it, but like yeah,
1: they did a good job. It's
2: much more of a like I didn't realize how much more of a musical it was than anything. Like I knew of course it was a musical, but it goes hard on the. Oh yeah, it's 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 like wonderful. It's terrific, but
1: musical. It's directed
0: by Frank Oz. It's directed by Yoda.
1: It is directed by (laughs) Frank. It's real good.
2: What else did he
0: do? Well, Frank Oz was he did Yoda. He was Yoda. He was. He performed in and Okay. And he was Miss Piggy and he was he's basically like the second most or second most famous puppeteer in America. Yeah. Jim Henson. He's basically like Jim Henson's right hand Uh man for all the Muppet years and
1: Yeah, and a lot of people who have worked directly with Jim Henson were actually in this, There's so
0: much love
3: put into it. It makes so much sense.
2: Oh, yeah. It definitely does. If you want the best of the best, that's kind of who you have to go
1: to in regard to puppeteering.
2: There's so much love put into it in this movie. Yeah. did such a good job.
1: I mean, he performed, yeah, Miss Piggy, Fozzie Bear, Animal, Sam Eagle, Cookie Monster, Bert, and Grover. And he worked in The Dark Crystal and all that good stuff, too. Star Wars. Pretty yeah meth is indeed the dark it's the
3: dark
0: crystal <laughs> oh boy,
1: um little shop of horrors, the nineteen eighty six version that I'm talking about was filmed um in London on a completely reproduced set. They did that on purpose, they didn't want to film anything on location because they didn't want it to feel like realistic they wanted it to feel fantastical and and
2: it was pretty fantastical yeah, it works it works yeah. really well, and, works and I
1: really think well. it lends. Like you feel like you're watching more of a stage show. It was show well
2: too. worth the effort. Yeah, it
1: 100%. showed. Um, and since they had to use such a big set for Audrey, because she big old girl, and
3: Audrey too. Audrey too. Audrey too. He's, <laughs> <Audrey's> he's <laughs> just a little twig. He's a big
1: old boy, yeah. So they had to have a giant set, which made it difficult to heat properly. So when the actors would speak, they would have like the condensation coming from their mouths when they talked which was a problem. So in a lot of scenes they would have the actors keep ice in their mouths. So it wouldn't show up on screen when they spoke because oh, their breath would be a hot cold. breath. So, goodness. Yeah. So I'm like that would suck. It worked though. It worked. I didn't know that until I read about it. Yeah, it worked quite well. Um so yeah, I love this movie. It's really fun, and I'm glad I got to watch it as an adult and kind of see it from a new perspective so um
0: so what was your what was your background with this movie?
1: Um, I guess I had just seen it occasionally whenever it would play on TV, but it was never like you know i didn't I don't know that I actually sat down and watched it super well all the time from beginning to end, like when it was on TV, it was always cut up, and you'd have to seek it out a little bit more in order to see it, you know as it was meant to be seen. I definitely haven't never saw the director's cut on TV, which we'll get more into.
0: Yeah. Michael, how about you? I know,
2: like, I've seen it when I was younger, but I might have to, like, I'm going to ask my mom, honestly, because I feel like we saw it in some capacity, but I really, I don't remember anything about it, hardly, besides some plant parts, so... It was fun watching it and really learning about it because uh, I honestly it was more going in fresh than anything. Yeah, I, don't, I hardly remember any of it, so it was great
0: for me. This was like Emily said, a big staple of cable. Like it was on TBS a bunch. Um, and two as years a ago, Rick
1: Moranis movie. Yeah, they were always he
0: was always on. TBS. Well, I, Rick Moranis is so important to our generation. I think we're, we're gonna get into that. Oh yeah. But as far as my history with this movie, I saw it like half dozen times on on tbs or something um and again it's just the the actual cut cut up for tv which mm-hmm. i don't know if they needed to cut much
1: no i just mean you know when there's commercial breaks and you kept yeah. the time or whatever yeah.
0: yeah um but yeah i didn't i didn't seek it out until two years ago was the first time and I was blown away by and what I got. You're
1: a big old musical boy. I remember you like I have this vague memory of you coming to me and saying something like, Wow, have you seen the original ending to Little Shop of Horrors? And I was like, Yeah. And you're like, It goes hard. I'm like, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it goes real hard. It predicted nine eleven. It one hundred percent. There it is. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> We're dropping truth bombs on the podcast. I
0: think that's three out of five. (laughs) Uh, Yeah,
1: I think so. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. But yeah, um, I'm not surprised that you like it a lot, Aaron. You're a big old musical boy. Yeah. You're a sucker for a good musical. I'm a large old
0: musical man. A
1: large old musical man. I'm
0: 32.
1: Yay, I will be soon.
0: But yeah, so uh, in preparation for this, I bought the Blu-ray because... Oh, I spent the last week going hard into this music, it's and so good. And then after that, I just had to have it. And the Blu-ray has both versions on it, and we're gonna yeah, talk about it, Yeah, of
1: course. And we, are. Watched we watched them both. We watched them both more than once. They were yeah. they're great. They're and both like a fun.
0: third of one. Yeah. Again. In the in the last in the last twenty four hours, I've seen both the theatrical and the director's cut, and the Roger Corman one from the sixties.
2: <laughs> yeah. I want to see the sixty one. It's on YouTube. Yeah, we're gonna yeah, gonna it's watch on YouTube it. Yeah, crazy. we're gonna
1: watch it. Um. So, yeah, I just have a lot of similarly to probably a lot of the movies that I'll be talking about on this podcast. I just have good nostalgic, warm feelings about this movie. Cause it's a good time, and it's even without the nostalgia, though. I think it's it's pretty. It's, it holds up. Real it's nice. objectively
0: yeah.
2: a really good. Yeah. Yeah. It, no. It, no nostalgia here. It was just great.
1: Yeah so the movie starts off we get um this introductory text kind of like a la star wars where it's just telling you that humanity is facing a threat to its very existence um presumably due to this yeah plant but you don't know for sure yet um so humanity is facing a threat to its very existence and then we start up with the song um little shop of horror the prologue song sung by a greek chorus of three women named chiffon ronette and crystal they're kind of like the narrators of the movie they're the
0: fucking glue of this movie yeah they're great they put it all together they're super fun
1: they have their all the actresses that's their, their nobody's dubbed that's their own singing voices and they do a really good job they're it's
2: oh they do wonderful it's, all
1: the music in this is so flipping rick, rick Moranis
2: can do it like he's got good
1: yeah voice. rick Moranis sung sang all his own parts too and he did pretty decent yeah he held his own for sure mm-hmm. especially against some of the powerhouse singers that he had to like
2: well like yeah when those three came on the screen like they
1: or with audrey they team. were yeah like he held his own in those songs and they have pretty crazy voices good strong voices yeah so, yeah um Pro tip, find people who can sing for your musical. Uh, more at 11. Yeah, it's good to have people that can mm, sing, sing in your freaking musical. Duh. No,
0: mama mia. Also, these three women are immaculately dressed at all times. Oh, yeah, yes. and they
1: all match perfectly. Yeah, they're, they're very, on the screen, like, that's what you focus doo-wop on. singer. Yeah. yeah, and they're, they're um, introducing this basically just the setting they're talking uh, walking through the this dingy dark out al- you know dark alleyways trash and dingy and gray and brown and yucky and they're but they're you know happy and perky and singing and telling you all about what it's like downtown in this neighborhood and everything um one thing that i really like about this scene is that it starts raining at one point and they don't get wet yeah <laughs> Um, no that worry. was intentional. They wanted he wanted to be them to be like fantastical, I So I was wondering Oz, how they
2: were doing that like when yeah. they were moving, like what the rig was. Yeah, you could tell like there was something over them that was keeping them dry. Yeah,
1: so it's just neat to see them just not their little ruffle dresses just stay perfectly in their hair.
0: There's some really fun transitions in this movie. like the first thing is uh during the prologue text, it's look it has a background of like a galaxy space mm-hmm. looking thing. And then as soon as it goes into the movie, it's a puddle and it's foreshadowing. And it's space. all yeah, it's all dingy and gross yeah. and it's it's there's a number of really fun transitions mm-hmm. and it just starts right away and it's a good time.
1: Yeah, it does a good job of like taking the most fun parts from musicals and the most fun parts from what like movie as a as a medium can give you, like with the cuts and stuff mm-hmm. and the fades. It's a good time. Um so we end up following these girls, they're stinging we're having a good time. We're bopping through um, town, and we end up getting to a Mushnik Flower Shop, where um, Mushnik himself, Mushnik. the shop owner, he's holding a newspaper, and it mentions the solar eclipse on it. Uh, Mushnik is played by Vincent Gardenia. He's great. He does a real good job um, in this role. He's kind of just—he's
2: a dick, but you kind of like he's
1: him. A, yeah, he's. He, I don't know, like light-hearted dickishness, I guess. Yeah, like he—he he don't mean it that hard. I and like,
2: and he like takes Seymour into. Yeah, like, yeah, that's uh, the thing. So other things happen that I don't know.
1: Um, he
2: conflicted on his character actually. Like, yeah, he's a dickish nice guy. One
1: hundred percent. Um, so we end up uh, following the girls. They're still singing. Pan past Mushnik. Go pan through his shop. Go into the basement where we meet Seymour, who is played by Rook Moranis. Who I love with every part of my being and had a nerdy schoolgirl crush on him growing up, and he's great.
2: I understand it way more from this movie.
1: My crush? Yeah. Oh, did you not understand it before? No,
2: it's not that I didn't understand it, but like he's a a little geeky cutie in this movie.
1: Yeah, he's 100% a shy, awkward geeky. He's a little nerd. He definitely, yeah, my kind of dorky boy. He's pretty young. Yeah, how old was he in this? I don't
3: even
0: know. It, it's funny because uh, he's just like for people our age or around our age, he's just this underdog in all these different movies. Yeah. And everybody likes him, and uh, he he got assaulted in New York not long ago. Not long ago at And all. if I and if I get the chance, I'm gonna I'm not gonna do anything, but I'm gonna want to.
1: Yeah, what a butthead. Whoever did that... Well, we do know who did it. He's not a very nice person. You'd be nice to him. He was actually 33 when they filmed this movie, which is right around our age. That's Jesus age. That is Jesus age. And you know what?
2: Well, I always saw him like... I watched him, obviously, when I was younger, and then. That's kind of what you're saying. Like, when we are growing up, that's what he was, was mm-hmm. this icon. But I don't know him so much now as an adult. So seeing him now is, like, interesting.
1: Right. And well, I always he, viewed him in
2: Honey, I, like, Shrunk the Kids as honey, older. Honey, I, like, honey, Shrunk wh- the Kids.
1: Yep. Yeah, you know, no, he was definitely middle-aged dad in those. Yeah. And a little bit later on. But he, he probably, I mean, he was very active for a while there. But then his wife got sick and passed yeah. away from cancer. So he <clears throat> stayed home and took care of his kids for, you know, over a decade. So he kind of faded out of the spotlight for a while, but that's okay. He gave us a lot of good shit beforehand.
0: Yes, baseballs. baseballs. <laughs> yes, baseballs.
1: There's... I could go on and on, on about him, but yeah. <laughs> he'll probably come up again, almost guaranteed, so...
0: Rick Moranis. He's great. Real good guy. Real
1: good guy. So anyway, we... um, We learned pretty much eventually that uh, Rick Moranis' character, Seymour, uh, is an orphan. He was taken in by... Um, Mushnick and lives in the basement, works for Mushnick in the flower shop, all that good stuff. Um, Mushnick and, and Seymour get along pretty well, but like for the most part, I guess they kind of live with each other. Okay. But they're not really besties or anything. Like, yeah. he's, the he's, he's like a father figure. Not at all <laughs> to me. Like.
3: I like could
0: check him in, but he's pretty
1: asshole.
0: Yeah, yeah, he took him in and gave him a job, but that's that's more, more or less pretty where much it ends. It, yeah, do yeah, like, you not... think he's really paying him? Like he can sleep here.
1: Yeah, it's he's probably not making just no money like a room him, like, and give him no
2: money. No,
0: Seymour's a real big klutz, though.
1: Seymour is a real big klutz. He knocked a big old shelf off the wall, and he's is a just mess. a fumbling. He's a cute little mess, nervous boy.
0: What's
2: his name? The the guy Seymour. No. They were just talking about Oh Mushnick. Uh, Mushnik says he, he's a mess and he is. He is
1: a mess. Yeah.
2: He's a... Is that a lyric? He says, I'm a mess and I am. Slob. So, a slob.
1: And he steps in I the like puddle. I like that. Yeah. yeah he's he's yeah.
2: sitting in the puddle.
1: So, yeah. As with every musical, a lot of the, the storytelling happens in the song where, where the characters are just like, feeling, I think this... Here is story exposition, so it's fun. It's a good time. So far, we've met Seymour and Mushnick, and then we hear, like, sexy, sexy little song, and we see sexy little shoes, and um, it's our first introduction to Audrey, who is played by Ellen Green, and she is perfect in this role. I adore her. I think she's great. She's pump, little, little blonde, little blonde wig, and the bluest eyeshadow you ever seen. And she's she she, got, she got a lot of neck. She dressed. She, she has a lot of, lot of neck. It's very noticeable in in one scene where she's like looking at the, at the end, where they her and Rick Moranis are looking right at each other, and I'm just I remember thinking while I was watching it, like, wow, yeah, that's a lot of neck. Well,
0: <laughs> most of the things she wears are off the shoulder, yes. so it's just all Collarbone, all neck, showing. Yeah.
1: A lot of cleavage. Very. And she even makes a joke about it, about it later in the movie about how she kinda dresses she's like, I used to wear real cheap dress real cheap and stuff, not classy like this and she I mean her titties, titties are, are out up at her chin. So They're front and center. Yeah. It's very tongue in cheek and it's it's aware and it's funny and good. She was I think she's yeah.
2: She plays her character well, but she, she grows on you. Nuts. She grows on you. Can we talk about
0: Absolutely. her voice?
2: Her yeah. voice oh, that's I, ha- why. That's- I have that oh, okay. on here.
1: One hundred percent I'll talk about her voice. Um it's a lot. It's pretty I have a little bit like I don't like my own voice much. I feel like I'm whiny and kinda squeaky sometimes and a little valley girl, but she just Takes it and goes, it. yeah. And she has a little
2: lisp underneath there she too. does.
1: Also, yeah, <laughs> you do. But like you know, jaw
2: thing or something. Yeah. Like well, I'm take, sure. Yeah.
1: yeah. I, I, I. I. I mean, she a lisp was face. She was um, Audrey in the original um, off Broadway cast as well. So she's the only person that was in the original off Broadway cast oh. um, that's actually in this movie. She Good was for her. Yeah, she was supposed to be played by Cindy Lauper. Cool in this, but I'm really glad she wasn't. I'm, I'm glad that.
2: I could see Cindy Lauper doing no See, okay, I would find Cindy Lauper more annoying for sure. She'd be super sure. annoying. Oh, she'd be super annoying, but. I. No, I, I'm no, honestly, Audrey like.
1: Green just, took this role for She's amazing
2: for sure. and does her, part very well yeah like she, that's what she's supposed to be so her she's very good her
1: speaking voice is something and her singing voice is also something and wow it,
0: and they are two different things 100 like, yeah she's got this high pitch, breathy lispy <clears throat> speaking voice and then you'll hear it in uh what is it suddenly seymour when she mm-hmm. starts belting yes uh, it's, it's
1: deeper yeah, oh yeah it's yeah she it's, leans into that hard it's
0: Fucking good. It's
1: it's so fun. It's so campy. Like she's she's great in this role. She's so good. And like Michael said, you might find her annoying at first. But she's a Peggy Hill. The more you see it, she is. To me, how she so?
0: Is. How big are her feet? <clears throat>
1: That's the main. She's
2: question. just in the sense that she's a character that. Like I think she's purposely annoying. So I purposely dislike her, but that's her job. Like she does her job well. Like she's very good. I not Well uh, written. I wouldn't I, I don't know. No, don't, that's your that's opinion. In too. my yeah. eyes. But
0: I just I, th- I think she's incredibly annoying. I think I think the characters are just written so big because this is a stage production yeah. that, yes. that got yeah, turned that's into why. It's
2: theater.
1: Yeah, it's one hundred percent theater. And I think also there's a certain amount of naivete in both Seymour and her characters, oh, absolutely. I mean, consider the idea that this, I mean, spoilers, I mean, eventually hits. you have to, you learn that Audrey too, who is the plant, that the, carnet, the, the human eating plant um, needs blood to survive, needs humans to survive, and is relying on People to bring him food like he initially he's just a little baby plant he can't do anything on his own he he needs someone to bring him food I think that in order to get to the point where Audrey 2 gets so big that he is an actual threat and an actual problem you need someone who's a certain level like gullible and kind of not with it to you know kill enough people to get into the Provide him enough food Somewhere to get him to the point where he's strong enough to do his own thing. Yeah,
0: and and we'll, I'm sure we'll get to it, but it's uh, Seymour is economically tied to Audrey 2's growth. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it starts small and then escalates like things do.
1: Yeah, it's one of those things where Seymour remains sympathetic throughout the entire movie to me. I don't ever... He's just kind of your classic bumbling boy who just ends up in these situations and is good-hearted, but...
0: He's he's big-time, good-hearted, bumbling boy. Yeah. That's that's absolutely true. In a
1: nutshell, Rick Moranis also. Not just this character. Um, Let's see. So, yeah, we're introduced to Ellen Green, um, the voice, the eye makeup, the cleavage. And she has a nice big old black eye, which is just put on very just like
3: spl- oh bunch yeah. of black yeah. makeup Drawing she has a black eye,
1: yeah, um, but I love that, I think it's so oh fun. yeah, and um, mushnik is like makeup. the whole time anytime mushnik is around and she brings up um this boyfriend that she has, he's always like. He's beating the hell out of you. You should leave him. He's bad for you. I'm beginning to think he's not such a nice boy. Like, you should probably That's leave. That's one nice
2: thing about Mnumashnik I like. Like, he does push that every single time. <laughs> he's
1: definitely not a fan of this boyfriend mm-hmm. that gave her this shiner. Yeah. Um, and we don't know who it is yet.
0: We'll get there.
1: But we do know he's an asshole so far. because Yeah. Clearly. Um, Seymour stumbles in carrying a bunch of terracotta pots. Terracotta pots. Terracotta pots.
2: Terracotta, terracotta, Link terracotta, terracotta pots. Sorry,
1: that was a terrible joke. Yeah, terracotta pots. And um they're drops them.
0: They're not long for this world.
1: Nope, drops some. He's a clumsy boy. So just yeah, establishing that he is a, basically kind of a What a stooge. Yeah. So Audrey bends down, helps him up. There's clearly chemistry between them. Obviously, we know from the get go that they're supposed to be.
2: They want a neck.
1: They want a neck, and she has she's plenty got to point. go around. Yeah, she's
0: point. <laughs> um, he asks her if that if she's got new eye makeup.
1: Yeah, he, that's, <laughs> I, that's what I have in my notes. He mistakes her shiner for new eye makeup, which again, the naive like it works so well. He's they're just so innocent, yeah. but not. It's it's she's, interesting oh. because yeah, she, oh, but she, she they they play them as like naive and innocent, but she's in an abusive relationship. She talks about her past as like she's done terrible things. He ends up involved in like bad things in this movie. She <laughs> do it again. <laughs> That's okay.
3: Yeah,
0: keep going.
1: Um, so it's just it's him being like oh is that is that new eye makeup you're just like oh you see more -more. you are just too dark and she is so charmed by this she's you can tell um mushnik is around complaining about how they don't make any money and the business is not booming and he hates living downtown and um goes to the window sees these urchins on the street he calls them urchins that was his word not mine (laughs) um the there are three girls outside played by um they're this they're the greek chorus girls Mm -hmm. so not only are these actresses you know playing the greek chorus in the narrator they're also um
0: diegetic
1: they're used. What's that? I
0: think that's when something's actually happening. In
3: yeah, the movie.
1: I was just gonna say it's it's implied that when they're singing, you can't, the the actors and things can't see them. Um, they're invisible. Yeah, but when they are these characters who are just like street urchins, per. Um,
0: then their characters.
1: Mushnik. <laughs> um.
0: This is pretty much the only scene where they're actually in-world characters.
1: No, there's one where they talk to. Audrey. Oh, Okay, I yeah. Forgot. There's just not many. Um, there's not many. But, but yeah, they they're really basically they're much. just they're just in this a couple scenes as just um, <clears throat> girls on the street, and um, they're
2: canon to the lore.
1: Yeah, they. <laughs> I don't
3: know. Yeah, so, <laughs> good,
1: That's good. Um, I'm having a rough rough go of it today, so I appreciate any addition of any kind, and um.
2: Toot toot.
1: He, (laughs) yes. Mushnick tells (laughs) these girls, so Mushnick's ranting and raving about how he doesn't make any money and he doesn't like it downtown, and he sees these girls out on the street and he says that they should better themselves. And I say, better themselves? When you from Skid Row, there ain't no such thing. And then we go into um, Skid Row song. It's called Downtown. Skid Row, parentheses, Downtown. And I love this song. It's so, I just... I love anything where the entire s- town gets involved. Like it reminds me a lot of in in Beauty and the Beast at yeah. the beginning when they're, they're like
2: they come together and they're yeah. to talk shit. So happy to be like in desolation. Yeah, and-
1: <laughs> but they're not. They're singing about how terrible it is, and I think that's fun because like the visuals are—it's dark and dirty and gross and everything's grimy. But the song itself is so catchy, but the lyrics are also so bummer. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's such a fun, good juxtaposition. There's one
0: part in the song where uh, Seymour's walking down the alley and he's like, gets to this gate and it's closed up. Yeah, they're like zombies. And yeah, they climb up the fence like zombies.
1: Mm -hmm. It's, yeah, at that point in this, yeah, he comes to the end of an alleyway and he, uh, yeah, the people are trying to climb up it, clawing at him, looking like zombies, singing this song. And he starts singing about how he wants to get out of here. Get out of here. And, and I, it's so good. I love this song so much. I love the climax of this song so much. And while he's saying, I want to get out of here, Audrey, we're also cutting back to Audrey, and she's singing the same thing. So, clearly, mm-hmm. all the people that live downtown want to get the hell out of here. Yeah. Because it ain't good. Um really?
2: I like in this one, um, he's singing the get out of here part. And then at one point, some guy bumps into him and he does get out of here. Yeah. And he says it to him. And they do that multiple times where they use the actual lyric of the song in the song. And they use it like in the real world, like Mm -hmm. in the beginning when the girls are singing. I know I wrote it down. They're singing like, look out. And then the car out, cuts them out, out and they yeah. say, look
3: out, look yeah. out, look
2: out. And they're yelling at the car instead of saying, like, look out for the monster. They're yeah. saying, look out for the car. It's they do that like a couple times in there. And I just, just think watch that's it. fun.
1: I know I'm jumping the gun here, but you got to watch it. It's so good. It's uh, to see hard to see.
3: Rap. It's not hard it's to rap. say. <laughs> yeah. We're done. Thanks, yeah, guys. Deuces.
1: There's just so much that you just have to witness. Like, you can't explain to someone how a crescendo of a song makes you feel. You just have no, to watch it.
0: But this, this is a perfect establishment of this area and everyone's yeah. attitudes towards
3: it.
1: Yeah. Um, also, just for future reference, Audrey lives in a tiny apartment right across the street from the Mushnook shop, which is convenient for getting to work. And she's still late the first day. Anyway. Um <laughs> wasn't matter. What?
2: was the matter they ain't got no business.
1: That's true. Who cares? Um so after Mushnick laments living here and we have this song about how much everyone hates it and everything, um, Audrey eventually suggests to Seymour that he tell Mushnik about this plant. Uh, that he is working on because Mushnik's so fed up with not having any business, he wants to shut down the shop completely.
0: When they're talking about shutting down, there's uh, there's these two jump cuts that show that time is flying with nobody coming in. And it's yeah. I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, they're just way.
1: moving from seat to seat. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Seymour goes downstairs, brings up this strange and interesting new plant that he has. And they keep talking about this strange and interesting new plant. And um, Audrey thinks, "Hey, maybe if we put this in the window, prominently displayed and advertised, it would attract business." It's just
2: Venus flytrap.
1: It looks like a Venus flytrap, but a and sweet one. I mean, if I saw one that was like this in a store, I'd be like,
2: "I would be like, hey, this thing's gonna grow and evolve <laughs> and destroy the world." <laughs> I
1: saw a movie about it this. Now, yeah, right now, uh, you got any roundup? <laughs> 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 um kills everything it kills everything even you so fucking watch Not out a sponsor watch, um, out. <laughs> watch out watch out yeah <laughs> um seymour brings out this plant and one of the things i like about this first the first interaction i guess we could say that you have with this plant is you're seeing what the plant is seeing as it's being carried into the room which to me just immediately makes me go like oh Something. This plant's alive. This ain't Something, no ficus. This, this plant, yeah, this plant knows what up. This ain't a house plant, and so sh- they say. I I think it's some kind of fly trap because Seymour doesn't know exactly what it is. He's like, I can't find anything about it in my books.
2: Is at this point I I go this this plant's gonna come into this movie. <laughs> I just I just know it.
1: I knew it was coming up again later. It seems like there's a plant theme there's here. Plant they work in a plant thing going on. Shop. I don't know he knocks over a bunch of pots and stuff at the beginning. There's a lot of plant imagery. You know? Did I? I See, I take a joke and I run it into the ground as hard as I can. And then I continue to do so as the boys look at me, sadly. Yeah. Yeah. It's what we That's do. your bit. That's. It's, it's, yeah. Today, it's my bit. It. Anyway. This is the part where we find out that. Seymour has named it Audrey 2, which is the most creative name ever. But he named it after Audrey. And she squeaks she in does. happiness. And it is cute. <laughs> but it's just like a little two-second thing. And, like, they don't linger on it. He tells her, it's Audrey 2. I hope you don't mind. And she, it's this tiny little squeak, and they just move on. Yeah, but she's clearly scary. thrilled about it. Um, and so they're they're oohing and awing over this plan a little bit. And almost immediately, this... Uh, Guy from the street comes in with his little hat and his suit on. Christopher Guest uh, is the actor. And he he goes, "Wow, that's quite the strange and interesting plant there." Like and it is a the strange and interesting plant phrase is repeated and repeated and repeated because it is indeed a strange it's and interesting plant.
3: Strange
0: and interesting. Ooh.
1: It's interesting. It's a plant. You just said that if you saw it in a story you would want to kill it.
2: Well, I got in- intuition and stuff.
1: <laughs> uh, interesting intuition? I mean, intuition? it's
2: strange and interesting. I'm not saying it's not.
1: Oh, I thought you were saying it wasn't interesting.
2: I was. Uh, what? What? I just, what?
1: What a day. <laughs> Let's start over. What Why a it's... gas. Let's throw it all out and start over. Um, so we go into kind of this explanation by way of song uh the, the song title is Dudu, which yeah. I love Dadu is so catchy it'll get stuck in your head for sure um the where the girls are beat the the Greek chorus of girls are just kind of in the background doing do-doo. they're doopping their they're asses off and hard and Dude. uh over this, it's kind of like a flashback scene where Seymour is explaining this is where I found this this um strange and unusual plant at a wholesale flower district um He's perusing the aisles or the, the shelves at this plant store, um, looking for strange and unusual plants. And all of a sudden, with no explanation or warning, there's a total eclipse total of the sun. Total
0: eclipse of the sun. Total yes. eclipse <laughs> of the sun. It's very
1: dramatic. And there's a strange humming sound. And all of a sudden, the plant was sitting there amongst the zinnias. Yeah. And he bought it and took it home for $1.95. Thanks, Jang. Buck ninety five. We were in yeah. a total
2: eclipse. We didn't get no plant.
1: No. Maybe we did. The
0: birds went silent.
1: They did. It was pretty cool. The it total was cool. eclipse was neat.
0: Nobody here had cardboard glasses.
1: Uh, We went to Beatrice. Did we s- yes. no, I know that Bill Nye was out in Beatrice for him, it, but we didn't see him then. We saw him another time now.
0: Yeah, it was a different time. Yeah. Bill. Bill,
2: Bill, Bill. This is getting, Bill, cut. Bill, this Bill, is getting cut. Bill, Bill,
0: Bill, <laughs> Bill. Stop
2: it.
1: <laughs> William, William, William. William. <laughs> um, so, anyway, this guy that came in, played by Christopher Guest, this guy that came in off the street to see this um, unusual plant, uh, he's like, Well, I'm here. Might as well buy fifty bucks of roses, and all he has is a hundred dollar bill, which they can't break, of course. And
0: then they're all sad, and
1: they're like, "Oh no, we aren't gonna make the sale." And the guy's like, "No matter. Oh, I guess I just have to take a hundred dollars." Just gotta double my roses. order. No big deal. And I have in my notes here: business, business, business. <laughs> like, there's there's quite a few montages in this movie. This is the one where people are just coming I in feel and feel
2: like, and, as with the one ring, the plant has a tendency to lure people and draw them in and yes. bend their will to.
1: I think you might be onto something, dear.
2: There's some Lord of the Ring allegory I think, Yeah. I feel like.
1: Everything goes back to Lord of the Rings in 9-11. That's yes. what you're going to well, learn. Well, they
0: both have two towers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. we it to in it. It's true. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. It's all coming together. Um Yes. So, yeah, this big old montage of people coming in to see Audrey, too, and then just, you know, well, I'm here. I'm going to buy a bunch of flowers and shit. Why not? Um, and they keep saying it's just going to get bigger and more interesting. So keep on coming back. And how right they are. Bigger and more interesting is right.
0: Yes. That's exactly what happens. That's
1: exactly what happens. Um, Mushnick, after the end of the day, they sell out all their stuff. They have a great day of business great day of business at the business store and uh mushnik wants to take audrey the girl and seymour out to dinner to celebrate but audrey has a date with her lovely boyfriend and you know mushnik kind of razzes her for it and she's like well he's a rebel but he makes good money and he's the only fella i got and seymour kind of bristles at that a little bit like another inkling that Bish. he wants that girl. What do you mean? Yeah. Um, Seymour ends up having to stay behind to take care of Audrey too because to stay, you know, to stay home. Um, not the plant slumps dinner. over. Yeah, the plants. The plant is sick, little bitch. Uh, basically, if you forget to water a plant for a while and it gets all droopy, that's where Audrey too's at right now. This
0: plant's super dramatic. This though. This plant
1: is like leaf over the.
3: Whoa, Metaphorical is, eyes.
1: Whoa, whoa, is little plant yeah. me. Yeah, I'm so sad and sleepy, and just flops over onto the floor. Which I'll talk more about the puppeteering and stuff later. Ugh. But they look. It looks so good. It's amazing. It's it's it just rides that perfect line of like campy cartoonishness, but also like it could exist in the real world. Kind of like it blends it well. Like it doesn't look too fake. It doesn't look too real and it's no computer animation or anything oh yeah so it's all it just practical looks yeah freaking great it looks so good and it, it it's especially it's a musical so the plant eventually sings spoilers but no way but no way yeah for real and to make a, a puppet sing to the point that it looks like they're actually mouthing the words and stuff aces like the Mwah.
2: lips match. It
1: looks so good. It looks so good. It's yeah. a big,
2: long, like, beak face. Mm-hmm. It's a little bilante.
1: Those lips wow, on wow. the little ones were modeled after Ellen Green's lips. The girl who played Audrey.
3: Oh. oh. Interesting.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, someone stuck a dick in them.
1: Almost for sure. The model? <sighs> yeah. Man, now my, <laughs> now my brain did its own sad montage. <sighs> Man, anyway, that plant's got some dukes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so Seymour takes Audrey too down to the basement, um, down to his room in the basement, trying to figure out what what can I what can I give you, what can I give you know do to make you grow uh song aptly titled grow for me he starts singing to the plant like i've given you what does he start with
0: sunlight
1: yeah i've given you dirt dirt Dirt. and eventually he's singing like i don't know what else to give you i'm running out of stuff to do he eventually uh cuts himself on a thorn because he's moving some roses around and all of a sudden he hears no, no that, there's a There's a
0: great, that's a great sequence. He starts sucking on his yeah. finger and he's making his own smoochy kisses. Right. And then, and then at one point he stops.
1: Ellen Green's lips on this plant
0: yeah. be going. This little baby plant starts making smoochie kisses.
1: This plant is hungry and, um, I have a note. Yeah, the mixing of the story here with the song is just so good where he's, like the music cuts out for a little bit while he's realizing oh shit this plant wants my blood and he just eventually resigns himself to being like okay takes his finger and just starts squeezing it into this plant's little mouth and it is ravenous and just like chomps it
0: do you think it's real blood
1: maybe how'd they do that if it wasn't i don't know it looked pretty real it looked pretty real it wouldn't surprise me. It's not I mean it's just a few drops at this point. Yeah. It's not that. I mean it's just a says little that. baby. Yeah. It's in the song. Just a, right. Um he uh, feeds the plant a few drops of blood, goes upstairs, and the last line is him kind of like slamming the door and you hear his voice fade out and he's saying, Go for me. And he cut back to Audrey too and strains like she's like he's lifting a, a heavy weight. Of growth, he grows a bunch all at once. Oh, yeah!
0: Pushes out that uh, that coffee can. Yeah,
1: breaks the Maxwell House coffee can the, and just gets I old. Love
0: that sequence
2: yeah, when he grew and pushed out the can. But he like he's like, nice.
1: and hooks out, and then he's just like done. Just chills until Seymour comes back, took presumably. Yeah, basically took a poop of growing. Um. What a weird sentence that I just
0: That sounds made. like d and D item.
1: <laughs> it, yeah, or like a magic card. Um, bag of holding, poop of, poop, bag of Proop. holding poop. Um, we cut to this radio show scene, which is not one of my favorites. I love John Candy, but I this scene doesn't really do much for me, to be honest. Yeah. It's kind of just yeah. like we got John Candy. Although John Candy was offered a larger part, but he specifically requested a smaller one so that he he ended up playing the, the radio show host, Wilk, Wink Winkle. He's
2: Wink Winkle. Robin Williams, Good Morning Vietnam vibes. Yeah. He just wanted to go off. So, yeah. Show, show his chops.
1: John Candy is playing... Um, I thought he was fun. This Wink Wilkinson. He's hosting a Weird World show on uh, the radio. That Seymour brings Audrey yeah, to. Yeah, I forget two. the
0: call letters, but it's Skid Row Radio.
1: Skid Row Radio. Yep, S W S K I D.
0: That's that's Good too many time. letters.
1: So many letters. It's
0: That's five. <laughs> you know. Yeah, we need four. You get four.
1: Uh, well, you know.
0: Um. There's a point they're in this waiting room where I don't know if this plant's, like, super horny.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, I'll let you get it.
1: Oh, no, it's oh. just there...
0: Is the plant horny or is she on a period?
1: I think she. Jesus Christ! Whoa. I think she's hungry. I think he's hungry. The plant. I think Audrey too is just hungry. Yeah. So Seymour I was say and, and earlier, Audrey this too. This whole are movie s-
2: would be fixed if Seymour was just a woman, and you could just feed the plant. It would have to be a monthly feeding, but there's plenty, plenty, plenty there.
0: Can we go back to nine eleven jokes? <laughs>
1: <laughs> How did? Why?
0: No.
2: Uh,
1: why are we here right now? I don't, movie solved. Wow.
0: This is. You did it.
1: Wait, yeah, I mean, oh god, why am I? There's so many. Yeah, no, it could be solved, I guess.
0: I did like the rest of this waiting room. What a, what a, what a, what a row of weirdos. I guess it makes sense to the show they're yeah. on. There's a lady holding like a, like a book or something that's wrapped in paper and chained clothes. <laughs> Yeah, like there's like a motorcycle pipe organ thing. Well,
2: this is taking it off subject, but what's the best waiting room sequence in any
1: media? Beetlejuice.
2: Beetlejuice is up there. This one's a pretty good. One there's I don't know which one. There's one that I don't know if it's Ace Venture or something. There's a bunch of animals. Oh yeah, one. probably. There's silly waiting room sequences. I, like I just can't think of them off the top of my head. But Beetlejuice yeah, is what I was thinking of.
1: They're sitting in the the waiting room and Seymour's holding Audrey too, and um like a receptionist or office assistant in the office or whatever, comes up and bends over a desk in front of him. And Audrey, too, is trying to get that trying ass. trying to eat that ass. Trying to get at that ass. But luckily, uh, Seymour catches him before it happens. But he goes into the, the recording studio or whatever with uh, Wink Wilkinson, John Candy's character. And he just does this little radio show, and he's all awkward and, Shy, yeah, (laughs) not feeling it. Definitely, definitely. If there's if there's something to lose
0: from this movie, I'd I'd be fine if this. It's not. It's 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 fine. It's
1: fine. It's I. It's to show, of course, that he's getting more and more popular. But it's they show that in other ways too. It wouldn't have lost anything. I did like at the end
2: when he's gonna explain how he got the plant. Finally, he goes well. He goes doo. -doo," Yeah. And cuts the music really quick. Yeah. Yeah. Great Great cut. cut.
1: It's so so good. good Yeah, it's a really good cut. Um, yeah, so we cut back to, <laughs> to the shop, the plant shop with Mushnick and Audrey. They're listening to this radio show. She has her arm in a sling, but it's just like a lace scarf yeah. situation that's tied around her. Um, <laughs> Mushnick points it out. Said, and she says, oh, I was just handcuffed a little. <laughs> <laughs> About to explain why she's in a um, a, a sling, and uh, Mushnick, you know, fucks off to go do his own thing, and and Audrey ends up in, in the streets walking around, and the the choir girls, the the Greek chorus girls, they show up and they as their street character, you know. And they're they're like, you need to leave him, he's bad to you. You need to leave this boyfriend that keeps beating you, you know. And she's like, no, I can't do that. I'll make him mad. This is what he does when he's happy. Imagine what he'd do if I make him mad. And it's just, she says it in such a lighthearted, breathy way, but it's so dark. Like, it's so sad. And these girls are like, you should go after Seymour. He's cute and sweet and nice to you, pretty much. And uh, Audrey's like, I'm just not good enough for him. I have, you know, she. She
0: suffers from low self-image. She
1: has low self-image. Yeah, that's what they say. Yes. they. She eventually goes into Somewhere That's Green, which is a pretty well-known song from this movie, I might say.
2: Yeah, like it's, Family Guy did. It's a lot of people know it from that. Yeah, it's you knew family it. Good. That's
0: one place. Her name's Ellen so. Green.
1: What did I say? No, her, oh. na- her
0: name's Ellen Green.
1: I don't get it. What? Just- oh, I get it, because it's Somewhere That's Green. But, um, Tish. Yeah. This fucking brain of mine, I swear. Um. She's singing this somewhere that's green song. It's basically about she's daydreaming about this perfect picture, picture-perfect white picket fence life she wants with Seymour. And... You Better know,
0: Homes catalog.
1: Better Homes and fifty
0: 50s. Like, what time period is this? Well, it's, supposed to it's take place 60s. In it's sometime in the 60s because they talk about Kennedy being president. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Good point. There's yeah, a, a, a point nice in the song where she talks about having her arm in a cast, and it's not. <laughs> it's, it's not. It's not. It's just
1: in a sling. A little lace sling
0: okay. scarf.
1: I mean, I don't. The.
0: I'm not taking points away yeah, for it. Yeah, the
1: implication of him being a total asshole for hurting her all the time is still there. So yeah. whatever. But I'm just I'll like, it. it's a movie about a fucking plant that eats people. Yeah, fine with it. But yeah, I, I'm just, I'm just saying. No, I know. Um. It's just- uh, one of the things that strikes me as hilarious in this is that she daydreams of hosting Tupperware parties. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's so, I mean, it's very June Cleaver. Like she's in the kitchen baking and stuff. and Plastic
2: just, on the pillows say, and pine salt in the air. Yeah. <laughs>
0: like, oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. And there's like a an animated bird flies in and there it's a Disney-esque. It's very
0: They got a cute old pupper.
1: They got a cute old pupper and a, a little boy with glasses.
2: That match them. They're just little miniatures. Mini, yeah, with little mini mes
1: Yeah. And she has this big old hoop skirt on that when she sits down and on the couch she has to like push it down. Go
2: into their room, they have separate beds. Yes. Yeah. It's
1: it's <clears throat> it's just real cute. Like she wants the basics.
0: They want to watch Lucy.
1: They want to watch Lucy and eat TV dinners and yeah, just giant,
2: twelve-inch 12 screen. Inch.
1: Yep. Yeah, it's a good time. Uh, so that song just really illustrates for you. She's, she's simple. Wants just. She just wants to live happily ever after with a guy like Seymour. He row and right? go somewhere yeah. green. Somewhere go green. Go that's Colorado not Go Colorado and
2: smoke that good. That that. The big fatty, good, good.
1: Yeah, and in, in Revenge on Audrey two. Four twenty. Audrey Plays one it. spent the rest of her life burning plants slowly and inhaling their. Yes. <laughs> <cleanse. laughs> oh boy.
3: <laughs>
1: um. Then we we kind of segue into another song by the chorus. It's fun. It's a good song, but it doesn't really. It's just kind of like a. It's
0: a lot of segue songs.
2: Segue.
1: Are... Was yeah. it
0: like big fun now or something? Some fun now. Some fun. Yeah. It's. I. I liked it.
1: It's a good. Song. All the songs in this it, movie are great. But spoke.
0: Anytime these these three women start singing, yeah, it's a good. They time. sound real good. They I harmonize. mean, everyone else is. It's good. It's a good time.
1: Audrey's singing voice, though, is you gotta experience it because the the difference. It's literally word to word. Like she'll go from being like real breathing, whispery, yes. and then just like belting power. We're at the shop again. It's busy as hell as usual. All these people oh, are here.
2: Did you know about in somewhere that's green, when they're pulling away? There's actually a camera shot where they 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 broke the camera, so you can see there's a little shake in the screen and the camera as it's pulling away switches to another camera. Yeah, it's, um, um,
1: I I heard someone mention that while we were watching the movie, and she said she wasn't going to bring it up in the they, podcast. These two
2: cameras,
1: but yeah, there's a <laughs> just had
2: to slice the image, and you can <laughs> notice it.
1: Yeah, there's a part where they zoom out at the end of the song. <laughs> and <laughs> god damn you now i have to fucking explain it <laughs> there's just Sorry. a part where they put a camera on two they put two cameras on two cranes in order to get the distance needed on this zoom out shot at the end of the song and i wasn't gonna bring it up because it's dumb it's and pretty hard to, cool it's hard to explain if no you way, aren't watching cool, it
2: engineer. well that's why that's why these people are gonna li- watch this after being inspired oh, by it. and they'll
1: know they'll be like, oh, there's where the camera broke to switch to the other camera on the crane. Yeah, and they'll be like, thank God that Michael Norris... It's information,
2: it's content,
0: information, it's good. Yeah, Yeah. thank God Emily North told Michael Norris.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and then Michael Norris brought it up. Thank you. Thank you for telling me this so I could share it to have you explain. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Okay. So we're in... So we're in... the shop again. It's busy as hell. Uh they basically forgot to put together a funeral bouquet, so Audrey and Seymour are in the back putting it together really quick. And the way that Audrey puts this yeah. bouquet together is just
0: Well Seymour's days because so of the blood great. loss. Yeah he's yeah, anemic Seymour, at this he's point. He's not feeling <laughs> well at all.
1: He's real sick because the Audrey too has like his band fingers are all bandaged up because he's been getting eaten alive by this plant. Trying to keep him alive and you know, of course Seymour has to keep him alive or else the shop's gonna go under because nobody's gonna come in. And she's given Seymour you know, this in
2: Skid Row, there's plenty of
1: corners less
2: dead than oh. around. You got plenty That's of true. options. That's true, there is plenty Homeless of
1: you don't even
2: have to kill him. Just get his, there's plenty of syringes around too. Just go up and draw some blood and Audrey get out. too
1: never says that I need only human blood. And at one point in the movie, he does go to get some animal flesh, and he could have just. It's implied that he could have just done that.
0: It's got to be fresh.
1: It's got to be fresh, but you can still kill a piggy.
0: Does it got to be mine?
1: Does it got to be it's mine?
0: New York, there's rats everywhere.
1: There you go. Oh, I had Throw a dream last night. I had a dream last night that the gerbils got really big and then got lost within a bunch of rats and we couldn't figure out who was who and I woke up like, "No, what if we took some oh. rats home?" Shout
2: out to his two little sweeties in
1: the other room. Parsnip and Rutabago are little girls. Our little angels. Be so sure to love them. Anyway. <laughs> 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 Aaron. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, yeah.
0: I think this takes place in California, though.
2: Oh, you, never mind. Skid Row is, is in California. Why do I think it's yeah. New York? Because the end. Because the end. Oh,
1: that's that's right. why. That's the you're right. High. Okay. Skid
2: Row is California.
1: Shit. I don't know. Skid Row shit. Records. Oh yeah. Duh. I'm a dumbass. Anyway.
0: No, we we're talking about this arrangement, and so Seymour's like, Audrey, we need an emergency arrangement.
1: Yeah. Oh, God. So they go back, and she's she decides to use lilies, and I think. Yeah. And she just takes, like, four or five lilies and throws them in a What is a it? Vase. Is it a birthday? Yeah. Is it anniversary? She's like, funeral. Is it- funeral. And she's like, okay, give me the lilies. And she's, like, asking for glue and asking for glitter. And she just, like, takes a hand, sprays the glue all over these flowers that she tossed into a vase with no, like, doesn't even try to arrange them that well or anything. Sprays them down with this adhesive glue and then just takes like a handful of glitter and just like.
0: She yeets two handfuls. She
1: fucking yeets. Yes. This glitter all over the flowers and it's just. Power bomb. It's just great. This uh,
0: bomb. This is a callback to the Corman uh, movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, There's a woman in the Corman movie and they, she keeps going back to the shop because she keeps having family members die.
1: Shit. So COVID Oh I get what you're saying. Oh. The funeral thing. <laughs> oh no, yeah. This was this this movie predicted. I just dated this it thing, predicted so. so many things. Um so the whole time she's making this this bouquet, uh, this glitter flower monstrosity, she's given Seymour this like bit of a pep talk saying, you know, You have a you have a low self image, but I'll take you shopping. To get you some clothes, and that's kind of a throwback to what the girls said about her, is that she has yeah. a low self-image. But she, she can't take him shopping tonight, because she has a, a date with her professional man. and uh, oh, Yeah, with our bad boy. So, <coughs> that's kind of a bummer, and Mushnick overhears, and he doesn't like it, and he's like, what kind of professional wears a leather jacket and rides a motorcycle? Hard cut. And we hard cut to the professional That wears a leather jacket and rides a motorcycle. And this is Steve Martin as uh, Audrey's boyfriend, Oren Scrivello, DDS. Yeah. Emphasis on the DDS. He's a
2: doctor. He's riding a motorcycle.
1: He's on a motorcycle. He's a leather-bound boy. He's a leather bad boy. He's a leather daddy. Yes, a leather papa. (laughs) Um, He goes into the song... um, she, what's it called? Dentist. Den, yeah, literally just dentist. Thank dentist.
0: you.
1: Um, he. It's a great fucking song. There's lines in it. This guy's a psychopath. He loves to cause pain. He says that as a kid, he would shoot puppies with a BB gun and find a pussycat and bash, it, bash its head. This dude's a monster. Yeah, he's also Ooh. poison
0: guppies just for fun. He
1: poisoned gu- he just does all sorts of terrible. He's just a mad, mad man. And uh, there's a lyric that says that his mom always told him that you'll find a way to make your natural tendencies pay. And then he'll so be he's a, a dentist. Dentist.
3: dentist. Because he loves
1: causing pain. So we follow him into his dentist office and everything.
0: Every time he gets off his bike, it slides like another... Two feet yeah. and has a little skirt and the skirt and yeah. then oh uh, he's so
2: cool it's he's real, got floppy he's real, hair yeah
1: he's got floppy hair he moves like all this yeah. everything he does is very Elvis I like rock and big Elvis one energy. point in
2: the song where they they do like a point of view from a mouth.
0: Oh yeah, that's a good and shot.
2: And it, it's it's seconds, but it had to be like it. It's a fun little thing because he literally is holding the instrument and it zooms into the mouth. I don't know how they rigged this up. They had to do something special, I think. Yeah. Maybe not. I don't no, know. That's probably
0: it's composite a, shot. Just composite. Maybe it, may shot. it I, just looked
2: fun. The but way, either the way, 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 the way it's. They lit. still even like how they made the mouth and everything, just for a couple of seconds, and it was super fun though. Like, oh, that's great. Yeah. the... He punches his nurse. This poor (laughs)
3: fucking
1: nurse. Well, originally, I don't think he was supposed to punch her, but he ended up kind of like suggesting like, what if I just decked her in the face? And they're like, okay. (laughs) So it it took Steve Martin six weeks to film his scenes, which he took a while, but he did great. Yeah, Yeah. He does a really good job. His singing is on point. I mean, it's not great, but it's not bad at all. And it's, yeah, it's fun. It's a good time. Um, so, yeah, we follow him into his office. He's working on guys and everything, and, and it's not... You can tell he enjoys causing pain. They're, the the room itself is, like, perfectly clean and stuff. Originally, when they screened the movie, it was supposed to be really dingy and bloody. But audiences yeah. didn't respond well to that. But I think
2: it probably originally was much... Darker.
1: darker it's pretty dark still but yeah they definitely cleaned it up i don't know i like it clean too i think no, it makes no, it's it fine. scarier i think it's like clinical style. yeah
0: i like it as a contrast to outside
1: yeah me too mm-hmm. and
0: i there's a guy cl- clinging to the ceiling yeah and during the yeah. song during the song at some point he opens this closet and it's just a shrine to his mom his, oh yeah he 100
1: <laughs> loves his mom but
0: like, it's just in a random room <laughs>
1: It's huge. It's like the only time where he shows any sort of compassion or oh, kindness to anybody else. Oh, mama? I love my mama. Um, so yeah, we've been introduced to, to her flashy badass boyfriend it's so fun the song is great and it's just a great introduction he likes to hurting people he loves hurting people he's masculine. He's
0: pretty good at it he's a real he's jerk real good at it. emily as someone that has some extensive teeth work done in the last few years yeah. how how did that did that hit anything for you um any of it no not no? really okay. i
1: would say that nowadays now the
0: days. now the days it's
1: not i mean I've everybody
0: won't wanna- Talk Michael's had got a lot something. of yeah. dental
1: work too in the past. Like His specifically that scene mine.
0: where there's there's a someone the first patient you see and he's like tightening the the hardware in this person's mouth. I just wondered if that was that like, like my sister had
2: that. bad I never flashbacks had hardware
1: on my teeth. Yeah. I've only used things that I can pop off at leisure, but yeah, Michael's sister had ones where they had to like my screw it in. Would have
2: to like my dad would hold her down. My mom had to like it was like literally a little torque bar that they had to put up in there and just twist it down and just spread her jaw a little bit I and had she to, would just be in so much pain when they did it, it was, yeah it
1: gnaught, i have i had sucked. to wear something that <laughs> spread weird. my upper jaw for a while but it was just it was like yeah, on now a they spring have those spring mechanism thing so i could just pull it out when i wanted
2: this was like
0: physically doing yeah. it like oh
1: yeah it's pretty
0: okay i was, I was, just, I was just wondering i would never had any i've never had a cavity i've never well,
1: had i'm erin and i also have perfect vision <laughs> I, I don't
0: wear glasses
1: yeah Mm. I just,
0: this is okay.
1: Well, well, Emily's not bitter though, so we can keep talking about it. She's, she's definitely not. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> um. So, yeah, Steve Martin, he's great in this movie. Um, back at the shop, Oren comes up, Steve Martin's character, comes, picks up Audrey for a date, <laughs> treats her like absolute shit. He
0: flies in out of nowhere. He,
1: fl- he literally flies. Yeah, this bike yeah, is magical. He's, he's like, he's up in this shit. Yeah, yeah 100%. <laughs> Um, she's clearly terrified of him, wants him, he, she, like, messes up and doesn't call him doctor a couple times, and he's not fucking happy about that. Talks to Seymour, he's kind enough to Seymour and stuff, Seymour clearly doesn't really like him very much, by any means, but, uh, and the whole time Orin is huffing nitrous. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, and he's cackling, like, he gets real high, and he's a real laughy boy about it, um. So they they ride off down the street. Him and him and Audrey. She's
0: sitting side saddle.
1: Sitting side saddle on the back of the bike. Yeah, and, oh, uh,
3: terrifying.
1: Yeah. So Seymour's left behind. He's goes inside uh, to the plant shop, talking to uh, Audrey too, who he calls Tui, and uh, bitching about Oren and how he treats Audrey. Um, and at this point, he doesn't. Ha- I mean, they haven't interacted at all, as far as he knows. It's just a plant. And so he's ranting and raving about Oren and how he treats Audrey. And then the plant is a dramatic little bitch again and falls over. And then all of a sudden, not all of a sudden. And then uh, Seymour's like, I can't feed you anymore. I'm tapped out. I need some time to, like, rebuild my blood supply. All ten of his fingers yeah, are bandaged my up. my fingers are completely jacked up. Like, I need to, you gotta wait. And all of a sudden, Audrey too speaks her first words, his first words.
2: Feed me. Feed me, Seymour. Not yet. He doesn't say Seymour, but just me. feed. Well, he does after that,
3: doesn't he? Well, I don't know. I don't know. Feed I me. guess they do
1: Feed me. Well, he just He's so weak and me. pathetic. Yeah. yeah. He's very dramatic.
2: I need he'll wake up. Oh, keep going. Nothing.
1: And Audrey too is voiced by Levi Stubbs, who's the lead singer of the R and B group The Four Tops. And he is um, his voice is so good.
0: I'm unfamiliar with him outside of this movie. Same. But his performance is probably the single most important thing in this movie. It's
1: so good. The
0: it's so dynamic as a as an audio as a vocal performance. And it gives life to this.
1: Oh, 100%. There's no eyes or anything on this. And I feel like I talk about this a lot, but there, this this plant feels very much a lot. I mean, yeah. clearly it moves and talks, but it's still, yeah, like you this said. This is
2: where the animatronics work. His, his, the puppeteering, it, puppeteering, yeah. His voice. Become really good.
1: Really gives the characterization to this plant because he's a sassy little fucking plant.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Sassy little big and he's boy. Funky, he's Wh- real fucking funky, and it, he just does a really good job. Yeah,
0: I just think if this performance didn't land, then the movie wouldn't work.
1: No, no. Well, Eddie Murphy was originally one, like that was who they were gonna have do the voice, but I think that uh, I think that Levi did. He did real good. I just can't picture anyone no, else. Wonderful. Like his voice, that voice is iconic. Like mm-hmm. the feed me Seymour line that mm-hmm. he just did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every people who haven't seen the movie or know about it know that line. Um they go one of the feed me song. It's pretty much how it goes. He yeah. wants food, he's real hungry. Call
0: Feed Me Get It.
1: He's real hungry. Give me some fucking bodies, cause I'm hungry. Um, and this song, Audrey too, is basically like, Seymour, if you bring me food, I'll get you I'll get you whatever you want.
0: Yeah. I, he refers to himself as your genie.
1: Yeah, I can do whatever you want. And at first Seymour is He's like, no, I don't want to, you know, that's, that's bad. That's killing people. I don't want to be any part of that. And Seymour, you know, doesn't want to do it. So Audrey too is eventually like, he's like, you didn't have nothing until you met me. It's my doing that you have all these riches and everything and blah, blah, blah. And so he's like, you don't, you sure you don't know anybody that deserves to die? And Seymour is like, he turns well. he turns
0: them towards the towards the uh towards the window and you and, hear the motorcycle come in
1: yeah and you see Oren um in the street and they uh Oren and Audrey in the street basically goes how you would expect it to based on how she acts after their other dates and it's you know they go inside to her apartment and Seymour and Audrey, too, who are watching as Oren slaps her across the face. Well, when he comes
0: up, he's by himself and he's pissed off because she fell off the motorcycle. She's, she's running up behind him and she's like, I'm
1: sorry, doctor. I'm sorry, yeah. doctor.
0: Yeah. And this is my favorite part in the movie. The, 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 when Audrey, too, points Seymour out the window and then they see this and then he turns back and then he's bought in. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so. They go into her apartment, and you just see, like, through the shadows on the window in silhouette, that uh, Oren slaps her, and then that leads uh, Seymour to turn back to Audrey, too. And he's just sold on, on the idea,
1: yeah. And th- once he sees that Oren hits Audrey, and he's like actually witnessed it this time and is reminded, like, oh, yeah, he beats the hell out of her, he's fucking pissed, he immediately freaks out and starts singing along with Audrey too and they keep repeating that he looks like the guy sure looks like plant food to me. Yeah. So Seymour's all in. He's he's ready to to get rid like he he's pissed. So <laughs> So yeah, the fact this at this point when Audrey when you realize that Audrey too can talk, I feel like that's something that's not really ever like it goes from him realizing Audrey too can talk, a two second like, whoa, you can talk. And then he's just like totally Singing like with I'm him.
3: killing, I'm
1: killing for this talking plant. It's happening. And it just goes so quickly. Yeah. And also Audrey is mobile to an extent he can oh, move. Your
0: talking plant. Let's
2: sing Let's about fucking
1: it. Sing about it. And I'll also murder for you since yes. you asked
0: me. The the acting oh. in this scene for you know Rick Moranis to act opposite this plant is fucking crazy. Mm-hmm it's really good, and also considering what they have to do to make the puppetry work.
1: Hmm. So, yeah, in order to, to film the puppet to look like it's singing properly, they basically would film the puppet at a slow speed and then play it back normally, so it would look like it was moving more naturally. So they would just slow the... When they were filming the plant, they would slow it down to 12 to 16 frames per second and then speed it back up to the normal 24 frames per second. So the, the actors, as they were interacting with the plant during these singing parts and these scenes and everything would have to, like, change the rate at which they were mouthing the words and stuff in order to make sure it looked correct.
0: Yeah, and it's just wild how good this looks. Yeah, it looks really good. And, like, I even, like, tried the second time I watched it this weekend, I, like, specifically was trying to catch, like, moments where things looked unnatural, and it just... It really works
2: mm-hmm. It looks. Really i googled
0: good. during this
2: to see if they did like an update like with the bluetooth or something like cgi or something it's like this is amazing how did they do this and
0: yeah they didn't especially with the That's articulation in the in, in the, the, the mouth lips. and everything yeah, yeah the lips so The because really yeah if you could have easily its body it was yeah little things just small things you could have easily done like a like, just like a cookie monster thing where it just, like, opens its Yeah, mouth. like and they did in it,
1: the original movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it, it
0: just, it wouldn't have looked as good, obviously. I mean, they nailed it.
1: Yeah, they put a lot of work into it, for sure. Um, so we cut back to this dentist's office. Lots of screams. We see Bill Murray. He's, like, a little kid sitting cross-legged in his chair in the waiting room. He's so excited. He's playing this character, Arthur Denton, who is... Basically, he loves pain. He's fucking excited. He's basically in the dentist's worst customer and nightmare because he enjoys the pain that Warren inflicts.
0: Well, the the patient we see right before we cut the show to Bill Murray is this girl, and she's got a like huge headgear on. And yeah, I swear to God.
1: That's actually Tim, or that's actually Heather Henson, who's Jim Henson's daughter.
0: I swear to God, this, oh. this little girl looks like Shawnee Smith in the Saw movies.
1: Oh. Uh.
2: <laughs> with the reverse bear trap
1: <laughs> oh yeah it's pretty bad she's got a lot of headgear on and stuff um
2: that's cool that's jim henson's daughter
1: yeah anyway bill murray ends up going in to be worked on by um Oren. he's super excited ready to rock um they get him in the chair Oren goes and opens up his drawer of dental tools and they are like bright and gleaming. They blind him when he opens up the door, the drawer to get to them. These are, um, these tools are actually also used in the 1989 movie, Batman. They were used on, uh, the character of the Joker who was played by Jack Nicholson. Um, Jack Nicholson actually played Bill Murray's character in the original 1960 movie. It was one of his first acting credits, um, so that's pretty interesting. I like that they reuse the tools again in a, a later movie. That is also cheesy as fucking awesome. And there's like a double thing with Jack Nicholson. Yeah, yeah, pretty rad. Um,
3: hey
2: Bill Murray's real excited.
1: He's real excited. There's such
2: weird little one-off cameos for people. I feel like
1: Bill Murray is a person that I wouldn't like very much if I knew him in real life. (laughs) I think I'd find him really annoying. And this little anecdote is kind of why Like, he didn't have any lines in this. And don't get me wrong, he's funny and good at what he does. But like, he originally didn't really have any lines. He was just supposed to be really excited and be more like Jack Nicholson's character in 1960 where he was just like, overjoyed to be in the chair and was like making noises of ecstasy pretty much but he goes on and on and on like he is rambling this soliloquy the whole time he's in the chair about how he went and saw this blind dentist and she's not very good but she's her heart's in the right place and all this stuff and he's like putting in his own mouth spacers and putting on his own adjusting the lights and putting on his own Bib and everything, and he just takes over. You the got whole a candy seat. bar. One hundred percent. Yeah, there's, yeah. A candy candy there's a lot of, of candy, candy bar talk. A lot of candy bar talk. Um, I like to thank you. Yeah. like A couple
0: thank yous. Thank
2: you. <laughs> thank
1: you. Yeah, he's got
0: a big old boner for this.
1: Oh yeah, it's one hundred percent. And it's
0: killing. It's killing Steve Martin's boner.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. Steve Martin's character, or the, I mean, like, like I said, the orange character is not very happy about it because he wants to inflict pain. So he eventually. Um, ejects he kicks him out bill murray's character from the office because he's like i don't want to i don't want to work on someone who's enjoying this that's not my murray
2: ever was in the office
1: oh you um but yeah bill murray was not supposed to he improved all those lines so the editors had to figure out how to splice all that shit together and it was apparently pretty complicated so i'm just like god damn that sounds so much like bill murray like he just strikes me as the kind of guy who will just come in and just like Take over. Yeah. Do yeah. whatever he wants. And I'm like, God damn it, Bill Murray. That so, is so you. I mean it turned out yeah. good. It's entertaining, but it's also like
0: It's like oh
1: Bill Murray's dick is in the way again.
0: Gonna gonna cut to an exterior scene so we can put all these lines in.
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. When he kicks so anyway, when um Bill Murray's character is in the room getting worked on, Seymour ends up coming in to the waiting room um and is waiting there to go in. And basically kill Oren. He has a gun, and he's ready to kill this guy and feed him to Audrey too. And eventually, like like we said, uh, Bill Murray's character gets kicked out because Oren does not want to work on a guy who is enjoying this. So Seymour goes back to the way, or goes back to the exam room with Oren, and Oren's gonna work on Seymour, and uh, he has to. He says he's gonna use his. His old faithful antique drill, which is sturdy, heavy, and dull, and foot-operated.
2: Foot-operated.
1: Did I say drill or dill? We <laughs> saw one of those at,
2: <laughs> um, oh, man, Pioneer Village in Ooh, Minden, Nebraska. We did? Yeah. We, there's, they had a little exhibit where they had, no, you were
1: with Did me. I go to Pioneer Village with you?
0: Didn't we stop off there?
1: I don't think so.
0: I like in the waiting room, uh, Seymour has a revolver and it's like in his back pocket. So when he pulls it out and puts it in a different pocket and then and then he just got he's got a gun. Yeah. Seymour's got a gun.
1: Seymour's got a gun. Yeah. He's clearly nervous and shaking. He's not gun. He's not a killer. Seymour's not a killer. And he even though he hates this man for, you know, beating on his girl or the girl he loves or what have you, he still doesn't want to kill somebody. Oren is basically readying himself to do horrible things to Seymour's mouth. Things I'm going to do to that mouth. There's so much sexual innuendo in this scene. Like the whole dentistry thing is very, I mean, it's hard not to. And he basically gets like an almost sexual pleasure out of, he get. He literally says oh, yeah. he gets off on you know, hurting people. Getting, yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: sadist. I like the picture on the wall.
1: Yeah, I don't even know what it is. I think
0: it's a hyena or a donkey.
1: Yeah, it's pretty gnarly. It's got but bad teeth. It's basically like, got hey, this teeth. is going to happen to you. So I have to rip out your teeth. So this doesn't happen, I guess. Um. So he puts, he's like, hang on. Before I get started, I need to get high off my ass. I need to get some gas. And he puts on, he has this like contraption <laughs> that's basically just like, forcing nitrous really. into his face and he's getting real high and he gets real laughy and he looks like a damn crazy person it's insane it's kind of scary too and uh at that point seymour decides it's a good time to pull out the revolver and orange just loses his shit laughing like he's like Kids has got a damn revolver and it kind of reminded me of in robocop where um What's-His-Face's character, Clarence, is like, guns, 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 Good. where, like, Good. you bring out the gun, and you don't get the reaction you're expecting. Yeah. But, obviously, Oren right now, it's because he's fucking high as hell. I'm
2: laughing gas. On
1: laughing gas. So, he's like, oh, shit, I gotta take this off. And he breaks, <laughs> he goes to turn off the valve, and he just snaps it off, of course, and he's just like, whoops, that's, <laughs>
3: that's, <not laughs> that's all right. a problem,
1: but I'm still laughing, so whatever. And he, like, slumps to the ground. He eventually, you know, he's still cracking up, but he does ask Seymour, like, he's like, what did I do to you? And Seymour's like, nothing. It's what you did to her. And it just was like the asshole icing on top of the asshole cake. He's like, who her who? Like, what an asshole. Yeah. But he does realize right oh, before yeah. he dies right he who dies. he's talking about. Oh, he's like, oh yeah, um, I beat the shit out of her. And then he just dies. Yeah. yeah. Not through any again. All right, not through any fault of Seymour. Of he did not kill him. He did not shoot him. It was just, it was all Oren's doing.
0: Yeah. And he's he got this great expression on his face as he dies. He's got, like, these intense, happy eyebrows. Yeah. Mm.
1: He, he was... It's really a bummer when he goes, honestly, because he's just such a great, heavy character. But... Seymour, luckily, he, he, hey, he has the body still. He didn't have to kill anybody, and he has, and Oren died, and he has to feed his pet, Audrey, too. So, uh, back home. You get
2: rid of evidence.
1: Seymour, yeah, Seymour's, well, he didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, he could fair, just leave. That's true. But he, he drags the body out, brings it home. He's,
0: he keeps bumping it in. theoretically
1: things. trying to be inconspicuous, but he literally, like, it slides down the stairs, and it's, like, thunk, 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 Loud as hell. Clearly a body wrapped in cloth on the street. Like, and when he hits the ground, he, like, thuds down the stairs. Duh, 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 duh. And at the end, a little dentist tool like, pops off of his
3: body. <laughs> yeah, it's a little weird. <laughs>
1: it's just so fun. It's just so... it's He's, like, so thoroughly a dentist that pieces of dentistry are popping off awesome. of his body. Um, so, he... Seymour, Audrey too wants wants bite-sized pieces because he's a spoiled little bitch. So Seymour cuts up the body, and Mushnick sees what he's doing, unbeknownst to to Seymour. Not,
0: Seymour's real bad at this. Seymour
1: there's is like not a, doing well. It's literally like a foot and a half wide blood stain.
0: Well, there's also that he leaves while while he's chopping this body up. There's just a huge shadow cast oh, yeah. on the yeah. wall. Outside. Oh yeah, doing this. Out That's why Moshinik catches
1: him. Yeah. So he's, like, thudding this body down the stairs, blowing up what he's doing so everyone can see it. Um, but anyway, yeah, so Mushnik sees that, you know, and from Mushnick's perspective, it looks like he straight up killed him from the, you know, from, from the beginning. From it's, the not beginning. Like you're, it's not like you're trying to get rid of a body as much as you're just straight up murdering this dude. So after Seymour um, feeds Audrey too, we see him in his room, and he's in his chair, and he's freaking out. He's, like, tapping his feet, obviously, wide awake and, you know, not doing well, stressed out about all this shit that he's been caught up in. Um, and he overhears the cops outside. They're talking to Audrey. And uh, so Seymour gets dressed really quick, goes outside to talk to Audrey. And she basically is like, yeah, no, the cops are looking for Oren, and um, they, they suspect it's foul play. And Seymour's like, well would it really be so bad if something did actually happen to him and eventually she's like you know yeah <laughs> no it wouldn't it, i agree it wouldn't be that bad it, he's he's not he's he's, he's a bad boy he's fucking But i feel like she basically feels guilty for saying that because she feels like it's her fault if something happened to him because she wished it to happen um and not <laughs> Not to mention all the money I'd save on Epsom salts and Ace bandages.
0: Great line. Oh yes.
1: god. It's so so dark and so fun. Like she but she just delivers such a dark line in such a like lighthearted, sweet little innocent, innocent way, little way that yes. it's just you're like, Oh, honey, stop. But um Seymour's like, hey girl. He's like making his move, you know. But it's it's sweet. He's not being slimy about it, but he's totally like getting in there. He's shooting a shot. He's shooting that shot, and he's like, there's lots of nice guys that would want to be with you. And this is, you know, more of her being like, oh, I was a cheap, cheap. I dressed cheap back in the day, and I was I, a whole I lived,
3: <laughs> I lived gutter. a terrible
1: life. Yeah, and she says, um, you know where I met Orin? In the gutter. And the gutter is actually a club that they met in, but it's just, in the gutter. Oh, it's so perfect. Oh She's so great. And then just the play on words with it being, a, in the gutter is a club. <laughs> I just love it. And then they go into a suddenly su- Susan, I mean, suddenly Seymour.
3: Suddenly <laughs>
1: Susan the yes. set
0: for this number is immaculate. It's huge. It's, <laughs> it's real giant. big.
1: Yeah. It's it what the it's very epic song. It's it's a very, it's epic, very song. epic song. They they're like in a bunch of balconies and stuff. The girls are singing uh the Greek chorus. They're on another balcony and providing backup. This is um uh Ellen Green's I feel like her chance to really belt out. Oh, yeah. Name. And she's and. She goes the way hard. That she says, I love when she says, "Seymour," because she'll be like, "Suddenly Seymour." Yeah, but it's, it's, she'll say she like, Seymour! Like she does, she's not even pronouncing the words properly, and it is so fucking good. I love it. It's so cheesy and campy so and over good. the top. It's so powerhouse, good. Powerhouse. Yeah, yeah. and I so base. This is the song where they're... he's like suddenly Seymour. I'm next to you. You don't have to live this fake life anymore. Suddenly Seymour's here, and he's going to provide you sweet understanding. So this is basically them confessing their love to each other, and now they're together.
0: A Lot of neck, a
1: lot of fucking neck. Right before they neck, they share this hugely passionate kiss. Like it's a pretty hot and heavy kiss, girls and boys.
2: And it's the end. They live together forever. The plant dies. The plant goes That's back it. to Uranus. They're happy.
1: Um. So Seymour drops Aubrey, uh, or Audrey, (laughs) off at home. And there's this scene of Seymour walking across the street from Audrey's apartment and back into the plant shop to go downstairs to his room. And Audrey, too, is there. And he just silently opens the door for him and then opens the door for him to go downstairs. And Seymour's just, like, walking through Daisy lane. he's on
0: cloud nine. He's having a
1: great time. And Audrey just, like, opens the door. You know, for for a fucking... um, spoilers i guess but for a fucking alien plant from outer space audrey too sure does fucking understand the human condition pretty goddamn well <laughs>
2: like they made it here they have to be able to i guess yeah
1: that's fair he 100 percent, like he he opens the doors and everything to right. let what do you think to let seymour downstairs I mean, run and he's our government. just true he's just chuckling to himself and yeah. just like this is head over heels in love with yeah. her and I'm going to use this to my advantage. I like
0: how the plant is just upright mm-hmm. and just like so in control. Just like opens one door. Yeah. He strolls through. He it, uses the vines.
1: Door. Yeah. As fingers. Do it for the vine. Do it for the vines. Um, vine energy. So it sucks because you want to like Seymour's like goes downstairs and was ready to presumably bask in this glorious night that he had with Audrey. But then Mushnik shows up. And he's like, bitch, I saw. I know what you did last... the other day. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I saw you murder. Like, I knew you wanted to be with Audrey, but I didn't know you'd straight up murder her boyfriend to get to her. And uh, while... Uh Mushnik is basically yelling at Seymour at and being like, I know what you did, I know what you did. Seymour can hear um Audrey too start singing uh the song Supper Time, where Audrey's basically saying, He knows and he's gonna ruin everything that you have with Audrey right now, and you need to get rid of him, and guess how you can get rid of him? I'm fucking hungry. Yeah. Give me some food, so you don't have to worry about it. And I swear on all my spores, when he's gone, the world will be yours. I thought supper
2: time was summertime.
1: Supper time <laughs> and the summertime.
0: What? Mushnick's got a gun.
1: Yeah, summertime. I know what you did last summer. It's all coming together. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Yeah. Uh huh. Yes. Uh huh. Indeed. Um, gun. There's one point where Mushnick. They, they end up against um, the door. And Mushnik's like, we don't have to go to the police. If you give me this plant and you leave town for just a short 30 or 40 years and let me have all the riches associated with having this plant um Wouldn't we can pretend science it never this plant we can pretend it never happened are you here representing the science community
2: science be like hey can we look at this plant when the governments come and be like hey what's this plant?
1: basically isn't i feel like it would be immediately an invasive species i don't think it would get off the ground at all they'd probably be like i mean it's like the ultimate invasive, invasive species yeah um <laughs> one bullet point in my notes Audrey 2 eats Mushnick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that happens. That happens. Yes.
1: So eventually, um, Seymour and Mushnick are distracted having this intense conversation. And through no fault of Seymour, uh, Mushnick basically falls into Audrey 2's mouth and is eaten. And they're not a problem anymore.
2: He glared into it. He, he looked into the mouth going, what's going what on What are you here? doing? Yeah. He ate his face
1: off. He ate it. Well, all good. of
0: them. But the,
1: I guess he started it. with
2: the yeah. face. Yeah. He starts with the face. The feet um, were the
1: last bit. So then we go into another montage. Uh, the Greek chorus is singing, The Meek Shall Inherit. Um, the earth. It's, yeah, it's kind of just Seymour inheriting the shop, because Mushnick's not around to run it anymore. Um you know, doing all these magazine covers and news interviews and, and business deals and everything. And eventually he gets super fucking overwhelmed by it all. And they're filming a... He's He's got his own show called Seymour's Gardening suddenly Tips. Suddenly, t- suddenly s- s- Susan...
3: Seymour.
2: Prequel 2.
1: The prequel too. To.
2: <laughs> Someday. <laughs>
1: <laughs> suddenly Susan. Um, so... And he he's so they're they're in the shop filming this uh, Seymour's gardening tips, and he has somewhat of a breakdown because he's just overwhelmed by all this attention and scrutiny. not really scrutiny but attention and um, <coughs> activity and stuff and still kind of like grappling with the knowledge that he kind of has the blood of two people on his hands, in a way. Um, Why did God give me this plant? Exactly, I am cursed. So he. Um, he flips out, yells at all the people on set, and they kind of take off. He goes into the back alley again, kind of trying to blow off some steam or whatever, and Audrey follows him out and is basically, you know, I wish you could enjoy your success. They're going to bring you a big check tomorrow, even though you did just freak out to them and, and were kind of mean to them, but they're bringing you a bunch of money tomorrow to do this show. And Seymour is like, oh, shit, let's get the hell out of here. Let's use this money and spend it. Um And... uh you know, this popsicle stand and they start over. new
2: And,
1: um, he proposes to her and it's real cute. And it's real cute. And she says, sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yep. And, uh, it's nice. So she takes off to get ready and Seymour goes to pack. Um, and he, you know, goes to his room and packs all his stuff in his suitcases. And he's trying to sneak out around Audrey too. Um, and of course, Audrey too wakes up and sh- he's hungry. He wants some food. Feed me. Yes. He's real hungry. Likes
3: the
2: food.
1: Yes. And Seymour's like, No, I can't do it anymore. I can't keep living with this guilt and I can't keep doing this for you. And Audrey too goes, Tough titty. <laughs> Tough
3: curse.
1: Tough titty. And uh, Seymour's like, watch your language. And and then um, is basically like, well, I'm not going to feed you people, but I'll go to the butcher and I'll get you some nice ground rounds. So he takes off. Audrey, too, this is, is like, right in the no. plant shop. And there's like this couple minute long sequence of him like getting, readjusting and, and like busting out of his stuff and getting even more mobile to the point where he's using his vine vines his fingers to like open the cash register get some change put it in the pay phone and call up audrey two or audrey one across the street who by the way is already in a wedding dress yep um and she's
0: packing her little stuffed puppy she's, that, is yeah the same dog or it's the same it looks just like the dog from the
3: her little yeah sequence, oh that's so work. cute that's great
1: um oh. yeah that's really sweet um the one part of this scene that i really like is the vines when he's waiting on the phone to ring He's, like, tapping his vine fingers, like, in an impatient way. You yeah. know, like, yeah. how you roll your fingers on the, it. It's just, it's so fun. It's, it's little things. Yeah, he seems so... He's, he's hes a 100% a fully fleshed out character. It's just really good and really fun. Um, but he's a plant. So, yeah, so he's a fully planted out character.
2: He's a real Bulbsaur.
1: Yeah, he's a Pokemon. Holy shit. Crossover. So Audrey 2 answers the phone. Or <laughs> Audrey 2 calls Aud- the human Audrey and Audrey initially thinks that it's Seymour because he's like putting the moves on her basically calling her a cutie and saying she looks real sweet but in his real slick way.
3: Audrey she says it's Audrey Audrey. She
0: says Seymour in a real fun way again. Yeah,
1: and C-more. I don't Seymour. And I don't understand how she could ever mistake Audrey 2's voice for Seymour, but whatever. It's a good time. And then um as Audrey, the person, is talking on the phone, she kind of, like, looks out the window and sees across the street that the plant is on the phone talking to her. And she is basically like, what the fuck? So she drops the phone, runs across to the street to the shop and goes in. And she's like, am I dreaming this? And Audrey, too, goes, no. And you ain't in Kansas either. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just so fucking slick. And he's surprisingly hip on the cult, pop culture references, considering he's a goddamn alien. Which... We don't officially know yet, but come on, he appeared during a solar eclipse. Like, it kind of makes yeah, sense. Yeah, the heart. So, Audrey, too, basically gets to the point where he's chomping. He's chomping on Audrey. He's he's eating her. He yeah. lured her over so he could have some food because he's hungry boy, and Jerk. Seymour won't feed him. So Audrey too is eating Audrey like she's straight up in the mouth like got little legs kicking little, out little feeties sticking out but otherwise she's she's pretty much like getting gone so Seymour of course comes back just in time he pulls her out they go into the alley um, again where all these scenes are happening but um, so this is the the cut that was originally released to theaters and uh, he is basically he's holding her while she's recovering um, from being attacked by Audrey too basically and he's like I did it all for you I did I did this all for you I I um wanted to be successful so I could win your heart and everything and she's like but I've always loved you you know and he's like oh well I didn't need to do any of this shit. Okay. Anyway <laughs> yep. but you know such is love. And uh there is um at that point, a salesman comes in, just like out of fucking nowhere, just one hundred percent out hey, of nowhere.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I remember now.
2: Yeah, he's just and played
1: by Jim Belushi, and he's like, "Hey." I
2: didn't even realize that was Jim Belushi.
1: Well, it's not. This this, it's confusing. But there's two. The one that you're thinking of was not Jim Belushi, because this scene right here was the original. Theatrical cut. At this point, Jim Belushi comes in as a salesman, and he's like, "Hey, we can sell baby Audrey cuttings, and every house in America can have one of these." And of course, Seymour is like terrified by this because he knows that Audrey too is just going to annihilate everything. And if every house has one, they're going to take over the world.
0: They're going to eat people.
2: They're
1: going to eat people. So it's going
2: to be delicious. Seymour
1: goes back inside. And the song Mean Green Mother from Outer Space starts, and it's real fucking What a good. banger. It's, it's so a real he's a Mean Green Mother from Outer Space. I'm bad. I yeah. like
0: the part with the Black Lagoon.
1: And he's really... It's a, it's a bop. So, Audrey 2 is straight up just demolishing this whole set. This whole... Uh, destroys the entire store, but in his he's being fray... being a real weird Gus. In his fray, he accidentally grabs an exposed electrical cable, which is results in him blowing himself up good job audrey too and then you know you get the seymour and audrey um we we get the cut to them um living happily ever after in the house in the tract house of their dreams yeah and and she is you know they get what they wanted they get their little happily ever after except we see one final cut of uh one final clip of a, a smiling little baby nursery nurse little what, do, what do they call a little what do they call them? a nursery
0: it's like Sapling. a little i
1: guess i don't know just a little baby little audrey baby, too little baby
0: audrey too bud chilling
1: in the garden just waiting just smiling so there's it's implied that it's not over but they still get there happily ever after Shooter. um so that was a theatrical release of the movie um there was actually a, a different ending that I was not aware of for the longest time. When I was a child, um, this was the only scene i the only ending I'd ever seen because, you know,
0: this is what they showed that's, on TBS. That's what, it,
1: that's what it was. That's that's all that this um the original ending is a lot darker and a lot truer to the original, um, the original screenplay and everything the original 1960 movie, um, in terms of being dark but uh that was the the original one that the director wanted was not um released and fully restored until 2012 um so before that back in the day watching it on TV it was not just even available it didn't i mean it was but it, it was, was just like black like and white yeah. Yeah. shitty yeah. shitty footage so um yeah, they couldn't even add it onto the movie if they had wanted to before 2012. Um, the original ending. Let's
0: go! Let's go! Is,
1: yeah, it's way better. It's
0: pretty wicked. Sweet.
1: Uh, so cut cut back to um when <laughs> when Audrey. Her little feet are sticking When girl out. Audrey is kicking her little wedding shoes. Yeah. By the way, she gets murdered in her wedding dress. Here, it's so sad. But
3: it's pretty tragic. yeah thing. so
1: when when Audrey 2 eats Audrey in the director's cut, um she dies. She's mortally wounded.
2: Not a not a mark on her, but
1: well, not, no. she has one red spot yes, on, on her, her chest. chest. Uh, and so they they we still have the Steve scene of Irwin. her of her him holding her in the alley and they're talking and and she's like, I want you to feed me to the plant when I die, which which should be very shortly. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: um, because she wants to be a part of the plant and help him be successful still. So she's like, you know, feed me to the plant so um, when I die, uh, I can still live on through this plant and do something good for you. And finally, I'll be somewhere that's green.
0: Yeah, they, they bring the reprises somewhere that's green back. And mm-hmm. it's so satisfying because it's, it's a twist on what what she yeah.
1: wanted. But, but it's, she's literally green. Yeah. yeah. It's it's really good. She's gonna
2: be a world ender.
1: It's Pretty much. time. Are Riff Raff hungry? has opinions. What time is it? It's yeah, he's, his opinion five. says it's five oh one and it's time for my dinner. He knows. Time
2: for the back of my hand. That's on <laughs> <No>. record.
1: <laughs> Do not hit my kittens. I'll find a fucking carnivorous plant and feed you to it.
0: No. So we get a slow scene of this. Yeah, uh, she basically dies in his
1: arms. It's very dramatic. And sad,
0: and he feeds her to the.
3: Floor. <laughs> and so he does, it. he
1: does it, yeah. He he fulfills her dying wish and slowly feeds her to the to Audrey too. Who for some reason seems to recognize the seriousness of this and just like gently slowly. takes, yeah, <laughs> just like slowly takes her in. And I, you know, it was like I'm okay. I'll respect you, but I'm still gonna eat her though.
2: The door <laughs> opening to him, yes.
1: When he walks, when in he feed.
2: brings. Yeah, yeah, so there's the doors, and it opens, and there he it's is. Like red
1: doo-doo red yeah, it's like do do it's like a horror movie. I love it. It's really it. good. Yeah, I feel good. like
2: people have, like, harkened back to that.
1: Oh, yeah, it's great.
2: It reminds me of Proto-Men. Here comes the uh, arm when it's, like, at the creeping, point where Mega creeping. Man gets his arm, and it's just a build up Yeah. Because, I don't know, it really harkens back because it's very theatrical. I feel like they took... Built Inspiration up. from it.
1: Oh, I love that. That's a great comparison. I would have never thought of that otherwise. Um, so as soon as he's done, like immediately once he's done feeding Audrey, too uh, he runs up to the top of the building with plans to jump off and kill himself. Which at this point, can you blame him? That's some shit. Yeah, that's some shit. So. He's interrupted by a salesman who again pops up. Salesman. 100 percent out of nowhere. Yeah. On the roof. I Not John number. Belushi. Not John Belushi. Um, this was actually
2: Jim Belushi.
1: Yeah, Jim Belushi. Been, yeah, Jim Belushi.
2: Um Rest in peace.
1: This is Paul so Dooley, who was originally the salesman for the original, you know, director's cut. Oh yeah. Um but uh, when they had to refilm it because audiences didn't like the darkness of the original cut, fuck them. Paul Dooley wasn't available for the reshoot, so they used Jim Belushi. So, Paul uh, but Paul Dooley does a great job as the salesman, too. I mean, he's the, I think he's better in my opinion, but you know, whatever. Um, Shots
0: fired, Jim Belushi.
1: Um. So, Seymour. Well, the salesman shows up. Paul Dooley, the salesman, is basically saying the same thing as um, in the other ending. You know, like, we're going to sell them as cuttings. Um, and if you don't want to cooperate, too bad, so sad, because plants are public domain, I guess. And we'll just do it anyway. I don't care. Yeah. I already have Tell this Tell that one. to
2: Monsanto.
1: Oh, shit. Truth bomb. <laughs> Michael, I'm dropping, dropping more. Okay, I was about to make another 9-11 joke, but I think we've had enough. I do like the line uh the salesman tells tells uh Audrey or tells Seymour that Audrey twos are going to be bigger than hula hoops. I just like that because it's just so like shit.
2: What even is a hula hoop? What even is a hula
1: hoop? It's a portal to another land.
2: Maybe you should do Hawaii. an episode on hula hoop.
1: Yeah, it's a portal to Hawaii. Um Hawaii. so seymour basically realizes that audrey 2 is gonna take over the world so he's trying to stop him and this is when mean green mother from outer space kicks in yeah and uh audrey Too- <laughs> seymour's basically like you're gonna take over the whole fucking world like this is bad what are you doing and audrey too's like no shit sherlock
3: <laughs> yeah what the fuck you're
2: stupid just <laughs> just like you're yeah just no dumb. i'm a
1: fucking evil alien from outer space now, and i'm bad and i'm here to mess you up um I love this song in this particular, like, it's so catchy. Again, it be, it's the same exact song as in the other ending, just used in a little bit of a different way. But um, my, name is,
2: my name is Space Plane, and I'm here to say, Taken on Earth is the name of my game.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah. It's I love how song, hard that. you blinked through that. I feel like you were really, like, pushing. I
2: had to push you it. You
1: did, dear. You got there. Um, he has little extra heads, yeah, audrey's who has the extra heads. Who are like
2: they rip that off from Godzilla
1: backup singers. Yeah, that's I think I, I think it's violante
2: Oh boy, came out in eighty eight because eighty five was the start of the new series. I think. Look it up.
0: I think it's eighty four. Yeah, or eighty five. I believe you. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I
2: thought
1: you. Were. No, I just it's hard to type without making noise. And I don't know exactly what I'm looking at, either.
2: 89 is when Biollante oh,
1: so this is the ripped yeah. off
2: little shop of horrors. How could you? Shit.
1: Um, so he's singing, Audrey 2's singing, I'm a Mean Green Mother. And the whole time, you know, Seymour is trying to do what he can against Audrey 2. It's not working out very yeah, well. Yeah, he's shooting
0: him, and that's just ricocheting yeah. off of him. He's indestructible,
1: it's basically. Not doing, it's not doing shit. So Audrey 2 eventually... Vulnerable watermelon. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um... Destroys the whole shop. Seymour gets stuck under the rubble. He pulls Seymour out of the rubble and eats him alive.
0: Again, a really slow yeah. pulling him in the mouth.
1: Dramatic. He's eats playing him with alive. his food. Yeah. And uh, it's almost like Audrey, too, knows that he has an audience for all this. And so he's just like showing off. He
2: spits he's out real the glasses.
1: Why you real <laughs> Yeah, he spits out the glasses and they're cracked. And that's like, it's shitty. Because now both Seymour and Audrey are gone. And that is the main reason why test audiences did not like the original cut of this movie. Because they were... Um, they they loved Audrey and uh, Seymour and they didn't want to see them die. And um, uh, Frank Oz said... Quote, I learned a lesson in a stage play. You can kill the leads and they will come out for a bow. In a movie, they don't come out for a bow. They're dead. They love these people and they hated us for it. So They're
2: together in a little plant tummy.
1: Yeah. So, um, it's the main reason why test audiences did not like this cut. Yeah, because the
2: next sequence is just badass. The next
1: sequence is awesome. Yeah, and actually when when they re... um, did this movie for or redid the ending in 2012 and re-released it and showed it to test audiences then for the re-release they loved it um so i feel like i mean they put so with the um they used the 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 whole finale scene for the original director's cut that frank oz originally wanted um before they changed it to like the happily ever after scene for the theatrical release um after seymour gets eaten alive and they spit out the glasses and everything um the Greek chorus appears in in front of this giant American. It looks flag like Patton. And, yeah. They're basically <laughs> explaining that Audrey 2's, like took over the world. There was a huge like Beanie Babies or Cabbage Patch Kids style rush for I'm dating myself with those references, yeah. but that's rush for Funko Pops. Yeah. yeah. Funko pop rush, I guess. Hey, you guys you guys
0: save these in the back for yourself.
1: <laughs> and so yeah giant audrey twos basically take over they show him like destroying cities and buildings eating people just like there's a there's a scene of a couple in bed and the plant just like loses his shit and I like how- shows up and eats the- from mm. their drawers and stuff like literally they're audrey's Apples. everywhere
2: yeah. i like how like every single song is so catchy but this one starts off with like in observance of the previous yeah. events that we just
0: saw.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, what is this?
2: It's great. Yeah.
1: Well, it's kind of how the... It's funny. It, it, yeah, it's self-referential. I like... I think it's funny. Oh,
2: I love it. It's there's hilarious. A, there's a it's club just, scene. It's it's just silly how it's like this long, drawn-out fucking thing.
0: There's a, there's a club scene where it focuses in on the bar, and then a big Audrey 2 smashes through the window, and through the yeah. bar, and
1: through the window. There's a, yeah, there's through the bar.
0: There's a bunch of fun like miniature miniature work with this. There's a dog. Yeah, they oh. Used, <laughs> oh, I did this. They use
1: models and tabletop miniatures for this scene. Um, it was like 23 minutes of the ending they spent um, 5 million dollars just on the this ending. Um, so it really sucks that they weren't able to use it in the original theatrical release. Um it contributed a lot to uh, this movie being the actual most expensive film that Warner Brothers had ever made at the time. Um, a lot of it was due to that $5 million that went to that entire finale scene, the 23 minutes that they just never used just until 2012. Use it. Oh boy. Um, it cost even more than Aliens, which had a budget of $18 million. Um, Suck
0: at James Cameron.
1: Yeah, this movie had a a twenty-five million dollar budget, so literally a fifth of it went to something that they didn't even use. (laughs) Oh boy. Um. So that sucks. But again, you know, Frank Oz was. He seemed he didn't want to use the theatrical ending, but it was more like. You got to give the people what they want, and it's it's yeah. it's yes, it's a, a theat- it's a theatrical production of a movie, but it's still a movie. And like he said, you know, at the end of the movie, it's not like they come out and take a bow. Yeah, like, yeah. the characters are dead and gone. Didn't
0: didn't the, like the test audiences just hate? The-
1: it it went from you had to have over like a fifty percent approval rate in order to get the green light on actually releasing the movie, and it dropped to like. Eight or something like it was below 15 for sure yeah. after they saw the ending they did not like the ending but again when it was uh, revamped and everything and, and remastered and restored and released in 2012 everybody loved it but
0: maybe you're not ready for it but maybe, your kids are gonna love it yeah, <laughs> it's great
1: um, so yeah this movie was one of the few movies that we've talked about thus far well I guess Robocop was pretty successful but yeah it had a 25 million dollar budget Um Box office, it made thirty nine million, so it wasn't a hit, but it was well received. The public liked it. Um, critics liked it. It had good. It, it was just. It's just a good fucking movie. Um, at this point, it's basically a, a cult classic. But it's one that a lot of times cult movies are not well received or popular when they're initially released. But this was. This was definitely yeah. one of. Like them. it definitely
0: made its money back.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, it was nominated. Um, for two Academy Awards for Best Visual Effects and Best Original Song for Mean Green Mother from Outer Space, which it totally deserved, but it didn't win either. But um, it's the first nominated song to ever include Profanity. So, woo!
0: Progress. Good uh, on
1: ya! Um, <clears throat> but, yeah. So, the the very ending of, of the theatrical cut is just this... It's 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 like a movie monster style where Audrey, giant ass Audrey, is on top of the Statue of Liberty and just like going to town fighting the military, and it's just it's really fun. One of the
0: army guys yells, "What the fuck!" Like yeah. it's the audio, <laughs> yeah, like the yeah. audio's There's not no in there, audio, but, yeah, yeah, but it's so you can see there, it. But... It's
1: really good, and. uh at the very end, Audrey bursts through the screen, so it looks like she's coming in or he's coming into your living room, thing. trying to get oh. you. Yeah. And then the the camera's like solid. Did by they giant do that? Audrey Maybe too. I
2: shouldn't ask. What? I was gonna ask if they did that in the original. No. Scheme. Well, it just seems like the that. Theatricals back theatrical to like. Yeah. But well, the, I meant the like the '60s. Oh no! Oh no!
1: No. Uh uh-uh. uh it's told the origin. The ending of the of the, of the of the '60s one is completely different. Yeah. Not completely different, but it's pretty. It's different. dark, but different. It's pretty different. Um, <laughs> but also at the same time, like, kind of, kind of a dud of an ending. It's just like done out uh, of nowhere. Yeah. There's it's it's. I won't spoil it for I you. I wish know. you'd Whatever. Seen it. We'll see it. But yeah, it just the, the 1961 just ends. Don't get me wrong. It's totally worth a watch. Seems it's a happen. good time. Um, but this one is just the fucking best. Um, but yeah, so I kind of talked a little bit earlier about how the puppetry worked, but it took... Um, they had several different iterations of, of Audrey, too, of course, because she... Or he grows during... I, I want to call her she so much because of the name, but... Yeah. um
0: technically, it's not a boy either. It's, it's not a, a boy
1: either, but the way that I... S- the reason that I like... Because he's characterized as a male because yeah. of uh, Levi. Yeah. But um, the, the vast majority... Of, well, I wouldn't say the vast majority, but a lot of the people that were puppeteering for um, Audrey too had previously worked for Jim Henson. And one of them was Jim Henson's son. And uh, the largest puppet that they had to use for Audrey... Two it required sixty people to operate it.
3: 70?
1: Sixty.
2: Wow. Yeah. So
1: it's pretty rad. It, I mean, it, they put a lot of work into it, and it totally shows. They did a really oh, good job. Oh, so much work into they it. They did a really it's good job just with it. Really impressive. It looks really real. Did you did you read the
0: thing about the paint? Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: well, I don't know if this is what you're talking about, but basically, like, they had to completely repaint and re like i thought i had this in my notes but they would have to after every shooting day they'd have to fix all the puppets and everything and sometimes it would take up to three hours to just complete like repaint yeah like every day and patch up every thing that they used because i mean they were so moved they had so much movement and everything to them that um they would just break apart so Pretty awesome that they put that much work into it, they could have definitely been lazier about it, but it turned out pretty rad so this is definitely a to see
0: uh since there are multiple versions what what what's your opinion?
1: I think all of them are to see um I think the nineteen sixty one is good just because it's I always like going back to a time where quote unquote like weird movies weren't as didn't have as much of a following as they do now and just seeing how cuz it was pretty funky it was it was it, it, it's a weird story for the 60s yeah
3: and it's it's Great. fun mm-hmm.
1: um i i think that the happily ever after cut of the movie the theatrical cut is It's really sweet, and it's really good, and I think it's just fine. It still makes for a really good movie. Um, I think the director's cut fits the movie and the tone much better, and I think that's the best cut.
0: Michael. Director cut
2: is the version, but theatrical cut does have a little bit of my heart.
1: Just yeah, it's, so it's sweet. sweet. You want I, to I see love them live together, happily ever of after. But yeah, I mean, they're so theatrical
2: or the director cut is superior. It's the better one. It's the, it's badass shit. But I do like the theatrical one too. I think they're both very good.
0: I think I think the overall story arc of the director's cut is better because it's like you got this uh guy who's going along with this immoral act. Uh, to get riches and the girl and all this stuff, and then he eventually comes back to bite him in the ass, and you know he loses the girl and he loses his life, and it's everything going. And and then the ending is just big and fun.
2: It's terrific. Uh,
0: I love the callback to somewhere that's green when mm-hmm. it's twisted and it's the plant that's somewhere that's green. Um, so that is my two C E E S T the yes. The theatrical cut. If it wasn't for the theatrical cut, you know, none of us would be here. Right. It's true. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah,
1: my parents uh made me because of that theatrical cut. So
0: wait, what? Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Otherwise, I wouldn't be here today. Wouldn't be where I'm at.
0: Thank you, little <laughs> shop of horrors.
1: Yeah. For creating
0: theatrical me. cut. <laughs> oh boy. Uh but yeah, I think I think both versions are really good. My my choice would be the director's cut. And then the yeah, the the Corman movie from the sixty from nineteen sixties, just like a fun old sci-fi movie. Yeah,
1: it's it's different tonally.
0: But we really didn't talk about that, but yeah, that, you gotta check that out too. I it's, I, I it's, had a good time it's with It's a
1: completely different animal, this movie It's from the nineteen sixty one, other than having the same sort of like the same characters and the same plot for the most part but the way that it's handled and everything is just it's it's so much fun in this it's, yeah it's a great time but so, yeah it's a definite frank
0: Oz's. to see frank oz's little shop of horrors is a good time mm-hmm. i had a good time mm-hmm. i i own it you guys didn't you just buy the vinyl yeah vinyl yeah vinyl
2: real good i'm very excited yeah to it'll to
1: be that. a good time so yeah. the scene. <laughs> exactly. I don't know how she I'm said it, so
2: but it was amazing. I'm so excited to be
1: hearing that for the next month. It's mm-hmm. going to be fun. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> okay. So, next week is another Michael week.
2: It's my week. We're going to be moving on from Game Boy to Game Boy Advance with um probably the first of many times we'll cover this
0: but the legend of zelda the minish cap
1: yeah i am
0: unfamiliar with this i know who, it's a quick little i know who zelda jaunt. is zelda's a little green guy
2: oh yes got it we're on we're on the right track like already it's a pothead yes
0: this is we went we went from a big green guy now we're going to a little green guy
2: no spoilers but uh never
0: mind. <laughs> but yeah no so spoilers, next
1: but spoilers
0: Spoiler so we're, we're gonna, gonna talk it. about it we're gonna spoil it next week um yeah so next week we have another edition of to play or not to play to play or not to special play. special edition of to see or not to see uh
1: join us
0: join us Please. it'll be
1: fun
0: it's video games
1: it's video games michael likes video games
0: so thanks for listening
1: and we'll catch you next time.
0: Like, rate, and subscribe on all the things. Tell tell, tell one person. Hey, you. I'm Derek. If there's a Derek listening right now, you tell one person, and it better not be me.
1: <laughs> yeah, everyone listening, to tell one person about it, and listen to us ramble about shit together. And it'll be fun. Thanks. 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 Sincerely,
2: Bye-bye.
1: Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>
2: They wear suits searching for new recruits Communication is hard with
0: biologically mute ass morally superior, soldiers of Christ Forming opinions with mice,
3: so don't ask their advice And I know
0: what you're thinking, hey, what is the harm If a bunch of rabbits wanna get away from the farm But the lake is man-made and the baptism's fake There are rabbits in the waste and psychological states so The one
2: ship is down, it's a plot fun